Wanted. Someone to go back in time and cover games news with us. This is not a joke. You'll get paid in exposure after we get back. We've done this four times before. Journalism not guaranteed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Journalism Not Guaranteed, the only gaming news podcast that covers future past, present, future not included. I'm Tectonic Improv, the host, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. Uh, Null Toxicity. I've recently purchased a Sega Genesis, from whom I will not tell. I'll ship it soon. I'm Tabby Nickel, and you bought a Sega Genesis? Yeah. I got a good deal on yeah. it. Are you... He was asking for a Sega Genesis in the Reps to Gog server. Mm, I was like, just... yeah, I, ha- I have one like lying around I don't use. I have a want to play like the old uh, Sonic games on like the original console. Do you are have you gonna... the carts? No, I'm going to get them. They're not that expensive. It's like $25 for like some of them. Like they're not that bad. Okay. Tech, are you going to get a Mega SG? No. No, I... I... Uh, I, I know I'm like the Saturn guy, but I don't really care much for to, to have like physical Genesis stuff. Gasp. If I want to play a Genesis game, I'll just emulate it. Fuck it. It's pretty cheap to get physical Genesis stuff, though, because <laughs> nobody uh, wants the, it. Sega drools, Nintendo rules. Also, also, I've been Shut like up. binging Scott the Waz videos recently, and I've just I recently remembered like what Genesis cases look like complete in box. And I'm like, wow. That's fucking awesome looking. I kind of want some. They're, they're good. The, what, the best thing about the Genesis boxes compared to its contemporaries is, uh, is, is it lends itself to not being thrown away. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not cardboard. And, until they uh, ch- turned it back into cardboard and then it did. But until then. Well, it's the same thing with like the, uh, the Master System. Where it's like those boxes are really nice. I, I really like Master yeah, System Yeah, those boxes. box arts look like shit. <laughs> no, the, 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 the white grid paper and, like, really shitty 80s drawings. You're one great. of those people that likes those. Yeah, they're so well, terrible. Well, Tabby, the Genesis has black grid paper with white lines. It's cool. Yeah, but at least it has box art. True. And it's got a... Uh, what what the fuck? What, what the fuck is the processing? Blast processing. Blast processing. We're, we're literally, oh, like, God. we're literally just, like, verbatim, like, talking, uh, like, out a, a Scott the Waz video right now. Let's talk about the what? news. No, we're not. All right, <laughs> I, I, hang on. Wait a minute. I have a hot take about Scott the Waz videos. Oh, oh. It's in his delivery, okay? It's the delivery that makes Scott sure. the Waz so good. The no, content I, itself is just fine. The, yeah, the content, I feel like he actually like kind of repeats himself a lot. But I do like Scott the Waz. Well, I like him a lot, too. I want, it to, I want that to be very clear when I say something. When I say stuff like this is I'm not a hater. I'm, I've been subscribed to Scott the Waz for years now. How much money do I'm you give saying. his Patreon, though? He doesn't have a Patreon. Really? Shocking. No. How no, does he, he live? He has, like, over a million subscribers and gets, like, ban- bank for views constantly. And he makes family-friendly videos. Yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know if you could look at that man and say family friendly. I can see the evil. Bought, like, I can see the evil in his eyes. He must be doing well for himself. I think he just had those. I'm going to be real. No, but, he definitely. Scott also has a buy uh, a a consuming addiction. I think uh, where he must buy things. It's true. You do as well. Everyone should watch your house tour. 
I do kind of yeah. Well, I here's the here's the thing. I know all this stuff about Scott the Waz because I have all these problems <laughs> that he has, and I'm not projecting myself onto him. I just know it to be true. Hey, Tech, your your delivery is fine. No, but I was saying that the deli- delivery in Scott the Waz videos is good. That's yeah, no, why I was yeah. brain hard. It's late. Um. Let's get into the news, though. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to... Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) And our news podcast, we have to go to Our two-hour conversation about Scott the Waz. That's the episode, guys. April Fool's. I'm sorry, I'm so podcasted out. I recorded a podcast like two days ago. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Um, So, uh, there was a, a new fan translation released for... Uh, a little game called Mazurna Falls, which I did not know existed until about today. Uh, um, same. Which is a, it was a Japanese only uh, PS1 game that, from the looks of it, it actually really inspired uh, Shenmue and Deadly Premonition and that style of adventure game. The like time based NPC different schedule. Adv- I don't even know what you call that. Like Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, kinda life sim, life sims, but there's like it's it's life sims, but it's also a Twin Peaks ripoff, which is what I really need to get into this and why I've been so excited to talk about it. Um, for those oh, on unaw- Falls, for those mm. unaware, I have just been rewatching Twin Peaks uh, while working, and I saw this. How far like, okay, are you? I'm a little over halfway through season two. Are you at the Red Wedding and yet? You- <laughs> I've seen it before. And you st- and you still think that the Nadine like high school subplot is is worse than James's bizarre adventure? James's bizarre adventure is tolerable. The Nadine's the the Nadine schoolgirl arc is by far like I skip through. I started skipping through all those scenes. Like, but it's like barely in the show. I th- I I think it 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 takes up like five minutes an episode. Which yeah, is- but like. James's bizarre adventure is like a major like B plot for three. It but it didn't it it goes faster than the Nadine school arc. Like it just ends up with like literally the only reason it exists is to um save Ed in one scene. Oh. And to um make Ed and uh fuck Nora. Yeah, Ed and Nora actually like get into a relationship. So should Um, people play this game? Uh, people should play this game because it literally the reason why it didn't release in the west is because it rips off Twin Peaks like beat for beat like you know the deadly original deadly premonition trailer was like even more of a Twin Peaks ripoff so I I, see I've seen that and it's this is worse like like the opening scene is literally like you you don't have a Dale Cooper you don't have the FBI agent at least I've only played a couple hours so I don't know if he's there but it literally like it would be there by now. It would be there by now. But it, the the opening uh, credit scene, or the not credit, like the opening intro before the title card, is literally we found a girl in an, who was killed and then thrown into a lake, and then her friend was in the woods and badly beaten and is now in a coma. You, you, James Hurley. I mean Matthew need to go find their killer. Um, Matthew. And oh, Isn't don't. It- 
don't talk to the creepy lady who has a weird obsession with an inanimate object. Don't, um, don't, there's a lot of supernatural stuff going on. It's based in the Pacific Northwest. Like it's, it's, it's worse than Deadly Premonition because at least Deadly Premonition like has, has no other rate. things. As oh, it, this game is a PS One game, so it's it's not much better. <laughs> I'd um, say Deadly Premonition has somewhat of its own identity, at least especially near the end. Yeah, well, th- this is very much um, it's very much like oh, this is a Japanese man making Twin Peaks as a story, and actually, I was um, I was looking this up. Because uh, I was trying to figure out anything about the game, and I ran into a. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone right now because apparently I don't have it. There it is. Um, the person who ran this had a Tumblr page. This this entire fan translation was made by three people, and they're like redubbing the voice lines and stuff that are in the game. It's oh, mostly text based, but you know, but it's good. Like it's like, oh, this is. This is like on par for an in, for an above average indie games voice acting in a PS one game. For that's a P- not surreal. Surreal. It, the compression is still all there, but it's like I, the quality. No, of I the just voice mean acting, like the performances. That's fair. And like I was like, is this when the when that first showed up? I was like, is this the guy like from the original game? No, it is a Japanese man speaking English with a very thick Japanese accent in the base game. So they are re-recording stuff. The game has some issues like. Wait, this is the dialogues in English in the original version? Uh, the parts, some of the dialogue, some of the spoken dialogue is in English. Some of it's in Japanese. All the text is in Japanese. That is, oh, that that's so fuck. That's fucking weird. Yeah, because I mean, they wanted it to be American, I guess. They yeah, well, yes. Um, Isn't but the, it funny how like Japanese creator like, were just like a lot of. Japanese game devs just like unabashedly rip off other properties and just get away with it or at least used to and and this guy it's not ripping off it's homage it's an homage yeah, that homi- you can't homage that, right that, it's an homage that you can't release in certain countries due to copyright laws um but there was an interview with this guy actually a part of some book that I'm blanking on the name um turns out the guy who makes this now lives in Canada and is a tour guide like a wilderness tour guide um, and he literally goes, yes, uh, I, I got some ideas from Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet, which are both my, my favorites by director David Lynch. Some. Um, some. Uh, not, the Japanese not love all. David Lynch. The Japanese love David Lynch. It's very. It's Everyone very, loves David Lynch. I mean, hey, 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 Tech, can you put in the show notes, like, where people can watch Twin Peaks? <laughs> Netflix. Well, it's, yeah, it's on like Netflix or yeah, something. No, just put a link to it in the liner notes, dude. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> link to, to Netflix yes. on the liner notes. Matt, Matt, I know you're listening. You don't have to do that. All right. Uh, um, what else? We, what else we got? Is that is that all on the Twin Peaks stuff? Yeah, I just it was something that was neat and interesting. And as I was just going back through the Twin Peaks hole, it was convenient timing. So, um, it's available on romhacking.net. Uh, for the fan translation, just I'll the translation, the not not the ISO. Get that yourself. Even though the company is that made this game has most assuredly been out of business for like twenty years. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean they were releasing stuff on. Oh fuck! It would be twenty years. I don't want to think about that. Cool. What 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 is the company? They declared bankruptcy in uh, two thousand. It's Human Entertainment. 
Oh, yeah. Human Entertainment's been dead, dog. Yeah. They've been gone. What do you got for me, But tech? they made Clock Tower. And they've been gone. Uh, well, what the fuck is my news? Uh, okay. Here, we won't spend like 10 minutes talking about this. PAX East is dead. PAX East, a uh, famous gaming uh, convention, uh, you know, the, deals with the tabletop gaming and some video gaming. What does PAX stand Mostly for? That one. Penny, Penny Arcade Ar- Expo. Oh, yeah, yes. those guys. Yes, those guys. The the Somehow making, back in the day when making like a, a gamer webcomic could could pave the way for a media empire <laughs> i really don't know how this happened but uh Listen, shit was crazy back in the day okay uh yeah. i mean it literally started with like people on the forums wanting to get together and play video games in seattle or like not even Seattle, like everett and just that's just, pretty cool just to know like when we say pax east is dead we mean pax east is dead this year yeah, it's canceled this year. It was gonna be a um, they postponed it. I think to <clears throat> sorry, they postponed it to like July or something this year. Even though it's in um, it's usually in like the dead of winter. And it, by by the way, what sucks because it's dead of winter in fucking New England. So I don't know why they, I don't know why they, they were, picked that date in general. They were but, just hoping the vaccines would be like more dispersed. No, I just mean like. Normally, oh. the the con is in the dead of winter. Yeah, and it sucks. Hey, by the way, but, uh, are you guys uh are you guys Pfizer gang or Moderna gang? Which which side are I'm you? A, uh, I am I'm a Pfizer f- gang. Yeah, I'm a Pfizer fellow oh, myself. Dude, we're a Pfizer. The, okay, we're a Pfizer podcast. Okay, I got you. Yeah, we're we're Listen. an we're an officially uh, sanctioned Pfizer podcast. Yeah. Moderna. If there are any Johnson and Johnson, do not listen to this. If there are any podcasters who are Moderna gang, we are now waging war. Yeah, true. (laughs) I get the uh, next. I get the next shot uh, next Friday. Actually, the nice. That's also when the PS Five is supposed to show up, and it's when the. That's when Nagatoro anime starts, so it's going to be a very busy day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still dead in the water as far as my my vaccine uh, quest goes because I'm not a resident of the state I'm in, and they're like barring people, like non-residents, from getting it. But like, but uh, you live there, yeah. But you have to be domiciled for a year to be considered a resident. Oh no shit! But. Uh, no, I found this like Native American hospital that will just like give it to anyone. So I might, I might like try to get into that. You know, it's pretty based. There we go. Yeah. Uh, speaking Pax of, East is still dead. Paxi's dead. COVID nineteen not dead. <laughs> Pax West and Unplugged are still um, are still on, but uh, they're in like September and December respectively. So ch- chances are it'll. Uh, It'll probably go the same way, considering uh, I don't, life is hell. I don't think West will happen. I think Unplugged. Is that the other one? Yeah. Yeah, I think Unplugged That's the one that's just tabletop. Um, because I don't think Gen Con is happening this year. And with no big tabletop con in a time where I think most people are going to be vaccinated, or at least knocking on wood, most people are going to be vaccinated. Isn't California doing, like... An anime meetup 
in the building that they're doing vaccinations like right now. That's really funny. <laughs> if that's, I don't know, but that's really funny. I think I read something about that. Regardless, uh, speaking of like giant conventions that people like to go to, uh, E3 has uh, announced that they are doing a digital show, 2021. Um, we knew that. They, well, yeah, I know. I'm just. I, I swear the, we talked about this. This is the preamble. This is the preamble. Regardless, so they're they're doing the the summer 2021 show, and they are considering making portions of it like to 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 where you would have to pay to watch them. So think like buying a BlizzCon pass to to get the goodies, you know. So Jeff Keighley confirmed that's not happening. Jeff Keighley. When did he do that? Show me that. Literally today. Uh, that's so, did, so did the E3 account, too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nine, nine hours ago, Jeff uh, Jeff Keighley said, it's cryptic, but it's what it is. It says, free to play, hashtag Summer Game Fest, which is implying okay. that there might be some stuff that's paid for, maybe. Well, no, but... yeah. It was never going to be you have to pay to watch all of it. It was going to be you have to pay to watch certain things. Uh, I I don't know. Watch the, I think E three just really showcase. I just think E three really wants a little bit more of that exclusivity that they used to have, and that's why they were toying around with this idea. But I don't know. Well, this the the pandemic really screwed them over because not yeah. just for no events happening, but it made people who still want to run things to hype stuff up uh, force them to do online events, and then they realized, oh, we have that infrastructure, and it was the same price of buying a year of E3 to get it set up. Let's just keep doing that. So, um, Andy Robinson of, uh, video game Chronicle, uh, also mentions that, uh, this is like, this depends on publisher support, right? So it's like, it would be like on a publisher on whether or not they would do something like that. Right. So while like E3 might not be, charging for everyone to get in it's possible that certain publishers will opt into this but like there are certain publishers that andy robinson talked to are like no we ain't doing that so what's the um what's the over under of you know somebody doing an e3 showcase this summer in a live studio venue with like people in the audience fuck i don't know i don't i don't think it'll happen really 30 percent <laughs> all right all of that i think i think it's 50 50 dude it either happens or it doesn't but um yeah that's 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 probability right that's how that works so your does or yeah. it doesn't everything's 50 50 that's e3 yeah you got anything for me tabby uh yeah i got a i got a thing or two um speaking of events that are uh happening online uh tokyo game show uh has been confirmed to be happening online again which is um, uh, str- worrisome a little bit for the grand state of things. I think it's just being optimistic because it is it does happen in uh, September to October, so we just don't really know what the state of the world's going to be like then. Like we're saying, hopefully it's what, people what, are vaccinated. But what generally shows up in like TGS? Like what kind of uh, stuff? That's when do you see generally a, l- a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, the more like mid tier and upper mid tier Japanese devs show off a bunch of stuff. Mid tier. Um, well, yeah, like pe- people Smoking like uh, mids, dude. People like Arika like shows uh, Arika show stuff off there, which you know Arika's not going to be at E three or 
or Gamescom. What about NIS America? Uh, <laughs> NIS. I'll do you one better. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Game Show is that show that everyone always says Atlas will show SMT5 at, and they never do. That's oh, okay. what TGS is. I guess That's they what showed for. it in a direct. <laughs> I, I guess they showed it. I didn't see no gameplay. It's supposed to come out this year, too. Yikes. Yeah, it, so it's... <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's happening online again. Um, it's good. Uh, Tokyo Game Show also sucks because it follows um, a lot of patterns of uh, Japanese live TV, which is very much, all right, we're going to run for 20 hours today. Four of them are going to have announcement. Four hours total are going to be people announcing stuff. 16 is just going to be panels that don't have anything to do with the actual game itself. Oh, it's so like, it's like know, the Pokemon Direct. Okay. It's or, worse. I'll, I'll do you one better. It's even. It's it's <laughs> like those old Pokemon Sunday shows that they used yes. to that they used to have in Japan. Now, yeah. old head Pokemon fans will know what I'm talking about. Back before, uh, back before Gen Five came out, people would watch this show because sometimes they said that they would have exclusive Pokemon news in this half-hour show. Wow! So people would watch this like variety bullshit, like nothing show. It's just people talking about Pokemon, and then like at the end of the episode, they'd be like, "Some sometimes, sometimes they'll be like." Here's the silhouettes for the new starters. And then, like, most of the time, it's nothing. Imagine being a fucking games journalist during that time, and you just, like, you have to watch the show. Like, it's just... Poor Cerebi, man. You need to know. Oh, fucking Cerebi, well, it's, geez. It's, it's, I, it, it's the same thing as those game journalists who have to watch all those, like, E3, uh, E3 after shows. Uh, where they just, like... like imagine rough, man. Imagine having to watch that just in case somebody says something. Imagine being a games journalist. True. Couldn't be me. Couldn't, couldn't be Listen. us. I, oh, actually, Tabby, you say that they have to watch stuff like that, but didn't Kotaku literally fall for a Halo Infinite bait this morning? Probably. Yeah. So they probably don't watch them, and they just wait for other people to talk about them, then report. Uh, I would imagine there's at least one games journalist. I think the landscape those. was a little bit different back when they were doing Pokemon variety game show, though. I think there there was a lot more like original reporting, but you know, I got all my news from Game FAQs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hell yeah! Some guy would wa- would live would live uh, post the show. Be like, uh, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Everyone go home. Nothing happened this week. All right. Well, the real, the real over under is when when we start getting events again. What's the chances that we can like fake our way into getting press passes? Ah, uh, shoot. Um, I mean, one of us is ha- has to have some sort of sh- tenuous. Kind of- I kind of know Ludwig. <laughs> So like maybe um, that through that, uh, if the devs of Owl Boy ever show back up to something, I know what I uh, <laughs> know one of the testers for it. We need to start like Fuck. we need to start like pounding the pavement on LinkedIn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
if only if only that uh if only that final weapon application worked then maybe we could have gotten press passes we, we we could still get press passes there's still sure. a chance there's still a chance i'm just waiting for them to email me back <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean you know we just like events come back next year we just you know we you just slide that application over see what happens we just walk in with a, and a big trench coat <laughs> Don't ask how that gets us press passes. <laughs> we stacked up on top of each other in a trench coat. Yeah, who are you? It's like, Hello, uh, I'm, I'm a... I represent journalism not guaranteed. Hello, it has I'm journalism in the name. Like, how could, how do we not get a press pass like that? We're a games media group. Why are you in a trench coat? It's like, uh, I don't, I don't I know. I just really it's, like... It's from the first draft. <laughs> I just really like London Fog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, so let me, okay. let me let me talk about some video games. Uh, we are going back to World War II. Hey, remember like when people were getting really mad that every Call of Duty game was World War II and every shooter game was World War II? Yeah, and then they made Modern Warfare and everyone liked it. Yeah, and then it everybody cool. got mad that every game was about Modern Warfare. <laughs> so, then they went, so then they made Future Warfare and now everybody's upset about Future Warfare. So they're going back to World War II. Well, they went back to World War II a little while ago. Yeah, no, they? Call of Duty World War II. This truly the Ouroboros. But um, yeah, so uh, we got information about uh, Call of Duty. Uh, the new one is going to be made by Sledgehammer, maker of good Call of Duty games. Um, Tabby no. is making a face, but I think Sledgehammer is actually like second best. Which one have they made? Um, Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare. Yeah, good, good games. Dr. Disrespect Negative. worked on Advanced Warfare. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which one has Kevin Spacey in it? Infinite? That's, that's, that's advanced. Warfare? That's Advanced that's Warfare. Advanced. He's the villain in that game. They were they were like Sears. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Sledgehammer also make Ghosts? Yeah. Ghosts is really good. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. Ghosts oh. has one good thing or two good things on it. It's got Cranked and Cranked it's got Fish cool. AI. Okay. Yeah, the innovative fish AI. Uh, so anyway, about the new Call of Duty, um, it is confirmed that it's going to be a sequel to Call of Duty World War II called Call of Duty World War II Vanguard. Uh, they are... <laughs> Sorry, I just thought... I, I thought, thought World War III. Say, <laughs> I thought you were World War II 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sequel. I mean, they're the, they called Black... Or they, they made the logo for Black Ops 4 3 eyes. Yeah. so... Yeah, yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was going to be something like normal. Yeah. Call of Duty card fight Vanguard. That sounds cool. So, um, yeah, Call of Duty uh, World War II Vanguard uh, is going to come out, and... The engine that they are using for it, they are uh, swapping to the uh, Modern Warfare engine, like the new Modern Warfare engine. Ugh. So that game is going to play like Warzone, and that means that there's a possibility that Warzone gets updated to include stuff for World War II Vanguard. No, it totally will. Yeah, well, I'm, are, I'm saying they, it's a they, possibility. Um, I mean, they, Warzone is their, their battle royale they're not making new ones. They did it for Black Ops. They're gonna do it for whatever for the future games until Warzone eventually dies. So here's the thing. Um I really liked Call of Duty World War II, like how it played. I, I don't know what like engine they were using for it specifically, but I liked it a lot more than the modern warfare engine. 
Uh oh. So this is an L for um, me, but I, a lot of people like Modern Warfare Engine. So and it, it's a W for literally everyone but us, Noel. Yeah. Because you know, I I'm the boomer. I want the modified Quake Three engine that they used for 15 years. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. So Call of Duty from I, I think from Modern War- just Modern Warfare it may have been the earlier ones. I'm not familiar. Was using a modified version of the Quake Three engine as their core engine uh, for the gameplay. You, you have to... It's almost as psycho as Titanfall using the Source engine. Yes. This is, this is annoying because I have to like mention that I am talking about the new game using Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare's engine, and you are talking about the old Modern Warfare using an older engine. <laughs> to be fair, the new one's called Modern Warfare Remastered, isn't it? No. No, no, it's no. Oh, just... I know they remade it. No, no. Yeah. Modern Warfare Remastered is a remaster of the original Modern Warfare. This is Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah. So there's Modern War- there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm really excited for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Call of Duty, pretty cool. Comes out every year. Love to see it. Call of Duty pretty alright comes out every year. <laughs> Call of Duty sure is a game that comes out every year. It's like Assassin's Spe- Creed. Speaking of a game that comes out every year, Crash Bandicoot, well-beloved annual series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recently just got its fourth entry in the Crash Bandicoot series. Uh, it was launching on PC. Uh, it, it got announced with the uh, the next gen versions and the Switch version, uh, so everyone was rightfully pretty excited about this. You know, more games on PC the better. Uh, one problem: uh, Activision owns the Crash Bandicoot IP, so uh, they they just can't help themselves. They always have to they always have to make everything like evil or or bad for everyone involved. And the uh, monkey's paw to to Crash Bandicoot 4 on PC was you needed to be online to play the single player. Yeah, that's pretty standard demo. Yeah. It give but- you a it give you a like a login error if you couldn't sign on to the uh, sign on to your BattleNet account. Are you so- telling me the company Activision Blizzard was doing something malicious? Never. Act Blizzard yes. for short. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, hold, hold your shock and awe over this. Uh, now, the the funny part about this story is that uh, is that people managed to crack it in a day. So, yeah, if you, I won't say it this time though. But <laughs> there are ways to get around this. Yes, I, I won't have to know pull out the doom them. shotgun, and we won't have to pull out the doom shotgun to 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 let you know. But if if you know, you know. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do another. Well, before do another I, I, thing. I actually have something to say about uh, that. Just okay. While we're on the topic of Active Blizzard, uh, this is like a very small thing, but uh, Andy uh, Robinson from Video Game Chronicles got <laughs> DMCA'd on Twitter by Activision for posting like uh, Call of Duty leaks because uh, Activision oh, also shit. owns Call of Duty. Um. So he got exactly. he got DMCA'd. He did not show like any footage of the game. He did not show any like pictures of the game. It was literally just like journalism. And they're just like, yeah, we're gonna DMCA you. They they eventually like reached an agreement and like they they kind of like apologized to him. I'm pretty sure. But it's just really funny that they did that. Like Activision just like 
constantly just being the worst people in the room. Yeah. Activision being the worst people in the room, shocking. Would you would you all, would you two say that Activision is probably the worst major publisher we have around right now? Who makes FIFA? A- EA. EA. EA might no, I'd be say worse. Take two. I think Take Two's Take Two's worse. Uh, Take Two's pretty bad. Take Two is evil. Like 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 e- e- uh, Activision is malicious. Take Two is evil. Take Two is NBA Two K. Two K. It reminds me of that that Ross Scott bit in Ross's Game Dungeon where he's talking about how like. He's talking about how EA is like a bad company and people don't like them. But he's like, "Is there any proof that they're evil?" <laughs> it, it, I just like he he goes on he goes on to ex- explain himself about how like the, for a company to be evil, they need to do really really bad stuff. And I'd say I'd say Take Two probably qualifies for that. <laughs> yeah, T- Take Two is they also own Rockstar. So who is, you know. who who are the guys that? Uh, they just buy up like old defunct like uh, IPs THQ and just Nordic? sit on them. THQ Nordic, I really don't yeah, like. Do, they they do. don't sit on them though. Really? No, they, yeah, they, okay. they usually like use them. Oh, maybe like, they, maybe I was mistaken. Least, yeah, you think of Night Dive. Don't I was like that night dive. Shut up, Tech. <laughs> well, no, well, they're they're kind. They're like a. They're not a huge publisher, but they definitely buy old IPs. They don't yeah. sit on them though. Yeah, I was under the impression that THQ Nordic like bought a bunch of old IPs and just kind of sat on them. But they they did. They've at least like re-released games on Steam to make or like other platforms to make them purchasable. Yeah, in a, in a modern era, and then they are doing um, not ki- not. I would say at least once a year. Um, it's only been recently they've been doing remasters for old games. Like they did, um, they did SpongeBob. They did Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amalur. They're doing. Oh, that's they're not doing out yet. Kingdoms of Amalur is out. I own it. Oh, it is. Yeah, it came Shit. out like January, I think. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did the Destroy All Humans remake too. I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's like three in a year. So. Yeah, I guess so. They do. So fine. Are remasters video games though? They do make new uh, games. By they all did, intents and they purposes, did, uh, yes. <laughs> they, they 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 uh they did Darksiders Genesis, the the ARPG. Yeah. The much the much beloved Darksiders series. Okay, you said you had I one more like thing Dark though, Tech. I didn't have one more thing. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say more news. Oh, okay, go for we it. Pass the baton. Because uh, I don't really have much to say about this, but I did want to talk about it because it's because this game's cool from what I understand. Uh, Noita uh, just had its final uh, major update. It's called uh, Noita Epilogue. Uh, I'm not gonna read off the patch notes because they're absolutely ridiculous. How much stuff is in this patch? Uh, I was hoping to talk to I was hoping to talk to someone in the meantime who like has played Noida who could probably explain to me what, if this updates any good or not but uh just looking at some stuff it seems like it's pretty cool and you know more support for this game the better I'd say people seem to really have taken a shine to this game uh now that they have like a final like major update for the game uh people can also like data mine it without like the content developers like uh uh what, what's it called like threatening to to like hold con- like withhold content from them so they can like was that a thing there was like ARG stuff that they were like if you guys data mine this and find it out then we're just gonna like not like put the like the updates into the game I kind of like that uh 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings on it. But now that now that like this is supposedly like the 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 final like update of the game, it's like now you just can't do it, and there's no repercussions. So yeah, that's good. Speaking of games with large updates, uh, Cyberpunk uh, patch one point two. I don't know if it released the patch released yet, but at least the it patch did. notes did. Okay, so uh, is the game playable? There's... No, there's Didn't just a lot of. Did you play things... it? Yeah, I, I I bought it. I I bought it and played it. Yeah, I bought it as well. So it is play. So you already played it. Yeah. So it can only be. It's only uphill. Well, there's things that are in this that are like a major oversight that should have been in the game to begin with. Um, I'm not going to go through everything because it's it is mostly like major bug like progression bug to, fixes to be clear like cyberpunk has been pulled from almost like every like storefront at this point before this I patch. went to a, I went to my local bull moose which is like a it's just like a record games movie store or whatever stuff like that it's local and uh, I, I noticed that they had like five pre-owned copies of cyberpunk <laughs> on PS4 <laughs> It's like, ah, uh, you fuckers ain't selling that. Just like you're not selling the five copies of Star Fox Zero you've had ever since I've started shopping there. <laughs> um, like, th- but there's some big things that they've added, like um, the option to craft multiple items at once. Jesus Christ! Thank God. Oh uh, yeah, you ever just need to craft a bunch of ammo, and then you have to spend five minutes. Dude, the, the crafting system is is bad because this is specifically I think designed for consoles because on mouse and keyboard it's terrible you have to hold down the craft button for a certain amount of time to craft stuff crap stuff to craft Craft stuff stuff. yeah so if you were like mid combat and you needed to craft a bunch of ammo you had it it just took forever and like it was just not a fun time the menuing in general for that game was so fucking rough like just like any any time i had to open like my inventory to do something or change something i was just like my eyes were bleeding and like my my body started convulsing like it's real bad like i like that game but it definitely like had a lot of problems that needed to be addressed it needed another couple years in the in the in the oven yeah but yeah, is there? Um, so these these games are still not like back on on uh, marketplaces. On consoles, I I don't believe so. They are. It is no. still available on Steam. It's still available on GOG. Yeah. No way. Um, it's going to be available well, it, on Stadia it, soon. It it at least works on on PC, and I'm using works and the 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 lightest term possible because like I was playing it on a while well, outdated rig something that can handle modern games pretty well and i couldn't get above 60 fps on low settings and you know people weren't getting past hot uh 60 fps on high with like 30 70s so it's um it's definitely got to uh be more optimized or just not run as shit uh hopefully hopefully I hope nobody's asking for a switch port of this game. Um, no, no, I want to see the switch port. 
I want to see the Switch port so bad. We already. I I I am very tempted to go buy a used copy of um, PS4 Cyberpunk. I can ship you one. I know where to find one. <laughs> I want to see if, if some local uh, places my, have it before. My roommate played Cyberpunk on uh, Xbox One. Does he Thanks. have an Xbox One X or just a vanilla Xbox One? I don't know, and I don't want to ask him right now. So. I, I think he just has a van- I think he just has a vanilla from yeah. when I was there. They but- should they should release Cyberpunk on the Switch, but it should actually just be like a a sixteen bit remake of the game. Yo, oh, actually, sixteen bit. Um, speaking of remakes, because there was a couple that were announced as jokes, but are real games that are releasing. Yeah, how much um, April Fool stuff were we gonna cover? These are this is the only things I want to cover. Everything else was really dumb and kind of stupid. Um, yeah, the April Fool stuff this year was kind of weak. There, lie. well, there. Sorry, there's three things that I saw. Um, one is not getting released, but it was kind of neat. There's you guys. Have you seen that Bloodborne remake on Twitter at all? No. Yes, it's pretty cool. So there's it, someone who's yeah. who's basically making PS1 Bloodborne, and they jokingly made Bloodborne cart. Uh, that's April funny. Day. That's probably the best one I've seen. Um, which I don't know if that's actually going to have a version of it at all, but it's, it's at least funny that they put in the effort to make it function. Um, uh, Control has a PS1 demake that is apparently going to be releasing. Uh, I don't know for free or if you have to buy the game or whatnot, but is this, it's doing is it that. Is it being made by Remedy or it's is it It's being made by Remedy. Oh, no shit. Okay, that's cool. And uh, Dusk is doing an Atari demake. I don't know but it's Commodore, I thought. Is it Commodore? That Dusk eighty two. I saw this one. That one's okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Those are the only ones I saw and I think the only things worth mentioning from it, Is from that April one real? Fools. The Dusk one? As far as I'm aware, yeah. I mean I can go look. You guys you guys know how I like to like apply the ship of Theseus to video game remakes? Yeah. Can I can I do that like but backwards to D makes? Like how does how does the ship of Theseus thought experiment work in reverse? <laughs> uh ship becomes Theseus? <laughs> I don't know. The ship yeah. formerly owned by Theseus? I have no clue. But you you know about the ship of Theseus, right? We yes. talked about it a lot. Okay. It's a it's it's a favorite uh, analogy of mine. Oh, metaphor, cool. whatever. Hey, it's just like I thought. Like it. the sword of Damocles. That one's pretty good. What's that one? Uh, okay, so the um, is the it just a sword? One is uh, is confirmed fake. Oh, dusk is fake. It's, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, damn. I figured. Uh, but the remedy one is real. I know that. That correct me if I'm wrong, viewer. But I'm pretty sure the 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 sword of Damocles uh, metaphor is, you know, it, it references the the fact that like a, a sword hangs over the head of Damocles if he, uh, I believe, if he said the wrong thing. Why are you, Tabby? Don't look at me like that so quizzically. Now I ha- now now I feel really unconfident. I'm just no, gonna look I, it up. because I, I, I was looking at dust stuff. I don't know why are we talking about the sword of Damocles? Because <laughs> no one wants to know what it meant. Yeah. Okay. I just... <laughs> okay, it, it it's just it, it it's just a, a metaphor for like something imminently terrible about to happen, and it never goes away. But it never really happens either. So just like dread itself, Metroid dread, if you will. Metroid dread, very good callback. 
Uh, what do you think about Mario's death? Tectonic improv. Uh, can we have a moment of silence for Super Mario and uh, Marth, Prince of Altena? Yeah, I'll play taps. I'll play taps in the audio. Dorime. <laughs> Keep all of that in, by the oh, way. Oh, for sure. That's important. I'm we also, need a moment of silence. I'm also so, not going to play yeah. taps, but... <laughs> The day, the day of reckoning, it, it, it's come. Everyone's been memeing about it forever. But yes, Super Mario 3D All Stars and Super Mario Bros. 35, they have truly been delisted from digital stores. And you, I assume they are also not printing. Oh, sorry, not printing physical copies of 3D All Stars anymore. Nintendo has assuredly killed Super Mario, and to a lesser extent, also killed Marth uh, of Fire Emblem fame because. Uh, some this is kind of flew more, more under the radar because it's Fire Emblem compared to Mario, and it's it's the only thing that's going away is a uh, is a localization of the NES uh, original Fire Emblem game. But that's also that also happened. You can't get that anymore. I'm assuming that ROM has been dumped onto the internet, though. I mean, the game itself had been translated for years, but it was oh, okay. kind of it was kind of cool to have a to have an official localization available for uh, shadow dragon and the blade of light which is the name of the game uh but yeah no this fucking sucks everyone knows this sucks it's shitty it's terrible uh and uh, obviously it was just used as like a fomo tactic to get some scratch i believe there was a i believe there was a a, a statement that said as much from a, a hashtag reliable source but I mean, we all kind of knew it already. Yeah. Yeah. When you this, set when you set a a this is going away forever date, it's it's going to do that. I mean, it it worked on me. I bought a copy when I probably wouldn't have if it was just a normal release. My brother bought a copy to scalp it. It's still in the box. <laughs> I mean, mine is also still in the box and unopened. That's just because I haven't touched my switch in like six months. Yeah. Did you get the um? You're talking about Mario, right? Not the Fire Emblem one, because yeah, they made they had like a huge. I forgot that they did the collector's Mario, the, edition. The collector's edition, yeah. the The shitty thing about the Fire Emblem one, though, is that the the collector's collector's edition co- comes with all sorts of stuff, but it doesn't come with a physical copy of the game. Why bother? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, collectors like, don't actually play video games, right? Yeah, they don't play video games. They True. they 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 put them on their shelves and put them in their room tour videos. Man, I saw Just this like, NFT like owners. I saw this fucking picture of like it was it was a picture of like Shigeru Miyamoto like shoveling switch cases into a furnace and Sonic is like looking through the window just like smiling it was really yeah, funny yeah, but I can't yes yes I can't find it just the idea of Shigeru Miyamoto just like shoveling physical copies into a fucking furnace <laughs> is so funny to me it is funny uh I don't know what else to say, really. There's not really much yeah. else to say besides just bitching about how it sucks. If I not hear s- anybody bring up Mario ever again, yeah, and, and I don't, I don't mean to come across like I'm over it or anything. You know, like as for like the games itself, I can, you know, you can play them. You can play them through other means. It's just the, it's the principle of the matter, and I understand why everyone's upset. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really why I wanted to bring it up because, uh, 
I really hate like Nintendo's business practices. <laughs> and yeah, um, they're terrible. Nintendo is smart enough that they're going to they did it with this and they did it with Fire Emblem. I don't know how well Fire Emblem sold, but I guarantee you this Mario game sold like hotcakes. Because it's I'm sure Mario. It did. I remember seeing sales um, figures. Like, the fucking Mario gonna, Battle Royale game, that, that should not have gone away. 30, there was no Mario reason to 35. take it away. Yeah. yeah. It was literally a free game with the online. Yep. I don't know. Completely And before stupid. somebody comments, like, in the comments, just, like, do, do, do pay with your wallet. It's like, I promise I have not bought a Nintendo product since the Wii, so. Nintendo fire that your- man. Were we talking? Were we talking we, about this like a couple we episodes did, we ago did. about how vote with yes. your wallet doesn't yeah. work? Vote yeah, with okay. your wallet not only does not work, but also it's to a me, really annoying thing to say to someone. <laughs> no, vote, yeah. with your, vote with your wallet does work when it's like small indie dev. That's it's like, it. Just close your eyes, lol. Yeah. Uh, just pretend Mario's alive. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through one more thing here. Uh, Intel Jackie. released a. Um, <laughs> I really want to hear more. About uh, okay, this. so they they revealed at uh, what, where did they reveal it here? A GDC showcase event at some point. Uh, it's uh, a program called Bleep, and what Bleep oh, it's does? Called Bleep. Yeah, it's called Bleep, and uh, you know I'll just uh, I'll just read this little blurb here. Tired of online gamers shouting racist or sexist slurs as you play? Intel is preparing to roll out a new program that can help users automatically filter out abusive language from their in-game voice chats. Um, This is a program that you can run that will listen to all incoming audio, and if it hears something like a slur... Or like a swear, like you can change the program settings. Like it's there's like you can you can turn you can be like okay, well I'm okay with some ableism, but I want all aggression and LGBTQ hate gone. You know, <laughs> that's what? You, you, what? You, you you can there are little sliders. It's like you want do I okay I I want to I want to hear no aggression, but I want to hear all of the LGBTQ hate. Like it's like a weird right. like slider thing. That oh, these are not statements want- I'm making. This is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I want, want ruthless s- aggression. Do you want to see the the, the screenshot? And I, want, I want I want some slurs. There's the screenshot. <laughs> this is wild. I didn't know that oh, there was this. There's yes. Let me turn up. Uh, let me turn up the LGBTQ hate slide. It's like I want to hear. <laughs> yes, that's. Please put this in the show. Please. Okay. 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 <laughs> yes. Word is on. Okay. So here's the thing. You you in this photo and we'll put it in the show notes. Um oh you can see that you can you can it's a slider for white nationalism. So you can be like, okay, well I'll take some white nationalism, but the N-word is an on-off switch. You cannot have some N-word. It's either all or none. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. It should be which a is, toggle. Which, what if I want soft A? <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. Uh <laughs> This <laughs> this is oh my god this is an interesting program that really like uh, like it, it really just is a solution to uh, uh, the um it, it's a solution to the the uh, what's what's it called what are the the symptoms of of like toxic 
you know, gaming communities rather than like addressing the core problem. It's it is literally ha 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 ha. How is cyberbullying even real? Just close the laptop. It's literally that, but a program that listens to everything that you're listening to. How, how is it real? Just bleep the game. Yeah, just just so, bleep the game. I don't understand. So, so here's what I'm curious about: is uh, obviously it's very funny that you can toggle to have some slurs, but when do, what do they decide? Yeah, what do they decide what slurs to bleep? Like the really bad ones, or like, or just like every other slur gets bleeped. I want to know. Uh, what? You should try this on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, we'll just run a filter over it, and then we'll release edited versions of the podcast. Maybe that uh, could be the April Fool's joke. So, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not out. They're going to be rolling out oh, like uh, like beta uh, beta packages. Yeah, 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 they're rolling out beta. All right, am I right? <laughs> but they, the, they'd the, probably bleep that. Um, the right. main thing I could see with this, like as an actual benefit, is for. Um, like large scale Twitch streamers. Yes, Twitch streamers have to yes. worry about people like people in random voice chat, you know, thrown around hard R or, or other yeah. uh, ableist, sexist, tran- uh, transphobic, homophobic things. Yeah. So that is the the I, like that's only an that is the only practical use that I can see for it. Um, which it's good for that. Uh, it's also good for people who like really do like not want to hear these things but they want to like still like enter spaces and be able to but like the thing is is most like games have like a mute function yeah and they if have you, like a mute function if you hear someone saying something you don't like you hit the mute button and it serves the same purpose and i would say most multiplayer games that are available now can be played entirely without having to use text or voice communication like almost everything has a ping system in it now um so yeah this is like also another thing that i find interesting is when they're doing voice recognition and like creating the program to figure out the voice recognition do they have like a programmer who's like sitting in there just like saying all these words so that they can like test it (laughs) i would imagine is there a guy whose job was to say slurs for a while I mean, does this work over like media and the like? I don't like, know. Can I? Can, I, I can ass- I have? I assume that it. Li- I, I assume that it just runs over media because it's um, it's built on like the stuff that they use to like find swears in text and in, in like audio and stuff like that. So it's. It's not like new technology or anything. They're just they're just trying to yeah. repurpose it so that text can be like audio. Yeah, and it's all it's all interesting. I, I'm interesting to see what happens with it because like I just I think it's good for Twitch. I think that's pretty much it, right? I, yeah, I, I I mean there I, I I I do know people and I also know that they would be out there. There are people who legitimately uh uh, they have previous experiences. I, I I don't want to say the words can't handle it, but yeah. they are very. It affects them deeply. Yeah, or more compared to other people. Like me, honestly, you can kind of just throw anything around, and I'll just be like, "All right." But I know people who are a lot more serious about it. Yeah. So there's there there are advantages on a person to person basis. I don't see it being 
used that much. It seems uh, like mostly redundant to me, but I, I do understand that there yeah. are certain people that it'll help. And obviously it'll help, uh, you know, Summit 1G. Stop the stream snipers, please. Uh, speak Speaking uh, of Summit 1G, uh, he was a Counter-Strike player. Right? Yeah, Counter-Strike. Yeah. Professional. So, um, uh, with uh, professional Counter-Strike players like to do one thing, and that's use illicit ways to make money. Uh, so, uh, I, Noel, I know you've played Counter-Strike in the past, Tech. I know you haven't. Um, hey, I played, like, an hour of Counter-Strike Global Offensive yeah, when that revolver okay. came out and oh, it was super overpowered. The pocket op? That, yeah, yeah, the R8. When I when the R8 was new, I played a little bit of it. Um, But as, as is with a lot of esports back in the days and it is still now for like CS and other things, um, match fixing is a huge problem uh, because esports gambling is quite big. More like it's um, based. I think uh, there was an interview with someone from, oh, shoot, what organization was E-Sick? he from? I don't know what ESIC yeah, is, but... Uh, it's the Esports Internal Committee, I believe is the name for ah. it. It's basically a legal entity that works with esports orgs like ESCA, um, uh, Riot, uh, the, the, the Dota people. I, there's other... No, there's there's a specific like circuit that's I'm trying to remember the name of that's the international not, ESL ESL, it, ESL okay, that's yeah. what it is. Um, and so uh, they're a they're a legal entity. They're all like sports lawyers who are working on it. At least that's what I'm uh, from what I'm aware of. Um, and they're finally acknowledging the esports are real sports. I mean that's been a thing. I know. And they, they 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 this interview is actually it's um. It's really interesting. I even think outside of that whole bit, there's some. If you have vague interest in like esports, there's some. There's some cool stuff that is at least I think is cool. Um, that's in this, um, and so it sort of talks about uh, a lot of it is Counter Strike oriented because that's where the channel is from. Um, but the main thing is that with match fixing being so rampant in North American Counter Strike of people throwing games for large cash sums and the like, or for favors on betting sites or stuff like that. Um, it has gotten to the point where I think they said it's like a $50 million industry or something now for match fixing. Oh, so it's like RuneScape gold farming. Yeah, but with real money and like, <laughs> like it, it falls under gambling laws. I didn't mean uh, that. Like, like federal gambling like restrictions that are not a part of it. I didn't mean to besmirch your trade, no. Uh, yes, me. That's what I do. So now the FBI is involved into oh, North American NA match fixing. They said this was on March 31st. I don't know when it was recorded. That's um, oh, the Esports Integrity Commission. I think that's, I think it said internal. Um, in this interview, uh, Ian Smith, a representative from there, said within roughly 10-ish days... They're going to be announcing the players that they are uh, they are punishing for. Um, oh, like for match like fixing. publicly, they're going to lambast they're gonna, them. They're going to publicly execute the <laughs> players. Uh, they're going they're going to they're going to publicly ban them uh, or like and say who they are, and then there's going to be a thorough investigation through the FBI I'm, to see if they actually affected anything federally. I'm very excited to see this laundry list. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, he didn't say it's a lot. He said, you know, there's a lot of people, but they're only the people that they're hitting right away are the they're going after the, the big, big boys. Yeah. Um, which are funnily enough, uh, uh, per I was perusing CS:GO Twitter um, about this, and people are saying it's mostly Valorant players that are going to be hit by this. No, Valorant like, players, couple, Valorant players, and like CS:GO God. players. Don't be sneaky. It won't be sneaky. Uh, it won't be sneaky. This is about Sneaky's, North American Counter Strike. Sneaky's well, it, not. It actually, wait, it would, I thought he played Counter Strike. No, he played. He's he a League of Legends League. player. It would direct. It would directly affect oh. him though, because he is a. Um, I don't. He is think, a co-owner of Cloud. I don't think C 9s doing match fixing in League of Legends. No, I, I'm saying they're they're Counter Strike. Yes. Team might. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, yeah, shit. no. So what you're telling me is that uh, the FBI We're all have to sub to his page. The FBI is chasing waterfalls, and they're not sticking to the rivers and the lakes that they used to. Uh, basically. Yeah, but they're going to have it their way or nothing at all. <laughs> and personally, um, I think they're moving too fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an, I'm very interested to see what happens with this. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be keeping an eye on this. Uh, um, I, I will be, like, waiting until you tell me that something funny has happened, and then I will be yeah. keeping an eye on it. Which is pretty cool. I'll let you know when Slasher tweets something. Yes, Slasher. Not Slash 48, but sla- or Slash 32, but Slasher. Yep, yep. Different Two people, completely different both people. Both guys, both esports journalists, <laughs> both with Slash in the name. Both DM women? Slasher do that? I don't know. I don't think so. I, wait, maybe. Was that Mahler? I don't know. Whatever. It was definitely not Mauler. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have something they want to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to go into the Sony stuff. Okay. All right. What does Sony do? Uh, you know, same shit, different week. Uh, we talked last week about how uh, allegedly, rumor allegedly, uh, Sony was going to shut down the PlayStation 3, Vita, and PSP stores. I, I said in last week's episode that the PSP store was already shut down. Apparently, that's not true. Uh, so there's that correction. Uh, it, but I, I will soon be right because it is getting shut down in July, uh, as as the leaks as the leaks uh, confirmed. Yeah. Uh, PSP and PS3 are getting closed on the second of July, and then the Vita is actually getting closed uh, over a month later in the twenty seventh. Something that's really fucked up about this that I that we're starting to notice is that like Vita games Vita games were still like coming out like indie games yeah and but it was still happening they just and didn't fucking know that it was gonna yeah, be shut down and, and these people did not know this was happening and since uh they don't print Vita like physical carts anymore uh the digital store was the only way for people to sell for indie devs to sell these Vita games and they just like straight up were like yeah yeah we we uh we have to cancel the Vita version because yeah. uh, it won't be finished in time. Which sucks. So, uh, that sucks. Fucking blows. It's terrible. It's just... It was inevitable, but also... Uh, I'll just say custom firmware on the Vita is very good. It's very easy as well. Mm-hmm. Plug and play, some would say. And now, so- something important is that you can you can still re-download stuff that you've already bought, but... Uh, but still, it's uh, you. You if if you want something on the PlayStation Three, better uh, you better pony up now because you're not going to be able to get it come July second. Uh, I I'd like for there to be a sale, 
before this happens. They they've done deep they've done deep discount sales before. I bought like all of the Crash games and all the Gex games and like Siphon Filter on the PS3. Uh, yeah, I, I had I had extra money left. I had five dollars left over, and they they were selling these games for like ninety nine cents. So so it's not above them to do stuff like that, but uh, if but they probably won't because uh, fuck you. I'm actually curious about. Uh, I'm going to check price charting right now because I'm curious about how this is affecting the actual price of a PlayStation Three. Oh, true. PlayStation Three prices are already like really weird because when you go through quote-unquote official means like if you went through like a a a third-party store or something the ps3s are still kind of expensive but through if you go through craigslist or anything like that they are dirt so it's still like 80 bucks on ebay like for a a playstation Um, 3 slim 500 gigabyte you can you can find them cheaper i got my um my fat launch model uh, after I sold my launch model a couple of years ago, um, for twenty bucks on Craigslist. I'm going to wait because I do want to buy a PlayStation Three at some point. I'm going to wait until the store actually closes because I want to see if the price just plummets. With it with, could. The, with the ease of CFW or custom firmware of on the PS3, like. I, like I, I don't said, think it'll. I don't think it'll affect. It I don't much. think it'll go up, but I'm also saying it definitely could plummet. So I'm definitely gonna wait. That's that's kind of my. Uh, if you want to try, I did this with my because I own two PS3s. Because uh, I'm an idiot. Um, Everything wrong with games, Tabby Nickel. Uh, no, I actually bought it because uh, the launch model one overheats too much with certain games. So I wanted something that could play mod- PS3 games, but wasn't backwards compatible. Um, I went to my local store uh, and I asked for the PS3 without any of the cables or the controllers because I didn't need it. And I got it for like 50 bucks, I think. I did I did that with a Wii once. Yeah. I discussed uh, it in the room tour video. Yeah. I mean, like, PS3 cables are just, like, the AV cables are compatible with PS2 component cables. Like It uses HDMI as well. Yeah, but HDCP is kind of AIDS. Uh, You can buy an HDCP stripper for 20 bucks on Amazon. It's true. That's what I have. Um, I'll just play it in glorious component. Uh, But then the power cable, it just uses, like, the PS4 power cable. It's a a non-polarized, I think. Uh, everything is really easy to get. Yeah, it even takes you can use PS4 controllers on it if you already have one. Yeah, so. which I do, but I, I kind of like the you PlayStation. You can use the DualSense. Listen, um, out of all of the Sony like controllers so far, like the PlayStation Three is like my favorite because it's that's insane. It's the classic yeah, DualShock design, but it has like okay. Here's the thing. I have a I have a PlayStation Two controller right here. It's in my fucking I feel hand. Like I hate the DualShock Three the most. It's Same. in my hand. This thing is like, yeah. it, it is like light. It's too light. There's no weight in my hands. But PS3, mm-hmm. dude, PS3 controller, it's got the fucking, it's chonk, dude. And it has this classic DualShock design. I'm just really about it. We should have gotten the tried, boomerang. You haven't tried the DualSense. I have, they haven't fucking shipped the console yet, Tabby. You'll, th- this is my favorite controller now, easily. 
Yeah, but listen, I'll get there. I'll, I'll get it eventually. Slob on me now. Anyway, PlayStation 3, currently my favorite. PlayStation 4, a little bit after that, and PlayStation 2. Uh, I used to really like the DualShock 4, and now I kind of hate it. The DualShock 4 sucks. I've said that from the beginning. It's like, it's, I like it more than the PS3 controller, yeah. but like, the, the the DualSense is really the fixed version of the PS4 controller. The cable pisses me off. Uh, it uses USB-C now, so. Oh, uh, USB-C oh. is pretty cool. Alright, um, that's uh, that. That's really all I had to say about the the PlayStation Store shutdown, but there's more Sony news. There's more. More Sony news. When it ra- because when it rains, it pours. Uh, the Gravity Rush character designer, Shinsuke Saito, has left Japan Studio. Uh, just more of the brain drain yeah. occurring. Uh, this is the guy who drew Cat, Gravity Rush, a notoriously very, very cute character. Uh, can't can't wait for him to go to that studio very, where all the other Sony Japan people are going. Yeah, the, the, all the all the Japan Studio refugees are holding up. I guess this is uh, tangentially related to uh, Sony as well, so I can I can kind of bring this up. But uh, Ludwig Forsell uh, of Ko- Kojima Productions. He's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's like a composer and whatnot. He's been with Koji Pro for like 10 fucking years, uh, and he is... I saw this and I was confused, because Koji Pro is... I assume when they say been with Koji Pro for 10 years, they mean the new company and the old Koji Pro? Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah, so, no, he's he's been through thick and thin. Like, he's worked on Death Stranding, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Super Smash Brothers... <laughs> Uh, he did a stage song, but uh, what's funny about this? Uh, I mean, there's no, it's, it's not funny. It's just like it, no, it's funny. Uh, he made a post like a day earlier saying like, "Hey guys, I have big news tomorrow," <laughs> and oh. everybody was freaking out. Xbox people were like, "Holy shit, Death Stranding is coming to Xbox, dude! Microsoft is gonna buy Koji Pro, dude!" <laughs> and, like, why? And like Sony, Sony fans, fans, Sony fans were like, Sony fans were like, "Oh man, dude, Death Stranding on PS5! I'm so excited!" <laughs> What's up with Sony fans? Like, it's like, no, I'm leaving the company. <laughs> yeah, so no, like, it's what uh, he, he um, <laughs> that's funny. I like that. No, it was very funny. And uh, no, what, what he was doing is uh, he's he's going to like work freelance. Uh, from the Twitter interactions, it looks like he's still going to work with Koji Pro, just not strictly for them. A lot of composers are just freelance, so yeah. it, it seems like the easiest like position to be freelance in the games industry because like Yuzo Koshiro's freelance uh Yoko Shimomura's been freelance for fucking ever mm-hmm. uh I'm drawing a blank at other examples uh, but family uh, guy Tuesday. man Seth MacFarlane oh Seth MacFarlane's been freelance in now, the games uh, industry for uh, years uh, as Naganuma. well yeah. oh no. Hide- uh, yeah Hideki Naganuma has been freelance forever he, he, he one could say he's been freelance for too long <laughs> <laughs> he needs he needs a studio to chain him down. He, he, he yeah he needs a he, he needs a fucking job. He needs a hobby. Um, <laughs> um, take up like bonsai tree like growing or some shit, man. I cannot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I cannot take his Twitter. <laughs> uh, 
uh, on the good songs do, though. Do you have anything else to say about the composer? Uh, yeah, I, I hope he, I hope he uh, gets what he's looking for in the in the freelance world. I hope the next uh, Koji Pro game has Harry Gregson Williams back. That'll be sick. Because uh, speaking of people leaving Japan studio, uh, Gavin Moore, he was one oh. of the the heads of it, mostly in like a producer role. Like he was like a liaison a, guy, executive kind of guy. Um, he left Sony Japan, and presumably we don't know where he's going next. At least let me check his Twitter bio. We don't know where he's going next. He's gonna go live in um, uh, American McGee's boat. <laughs> Don't he, stop bringing up if, every time you bring up American McGee. I have to bring up the fucking action button video. All right, you, um, you just I, you should have the shotgun. I just have to do it. So, Welcome um, to video games. Yeah, come on, just he, please come on the, the podcast. The most recent thing he did was he was the uh, one of the the listed as I believe one of the directors on the Demon Souls remake. Interesting. Yes. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. How did the Demon Souls remake do? I kind of didn't hear anything very about well. it. I heard it's done very well. I heard it Has did it? well, but I heard people complained about like they kind of wished that it addressed more than just the graphics. And maybe address um, some other issues that the game sure has. A re- it sure is the same suck. game with different graphics. Yeah, that that's what Bluepoint does, and is in my opinion, if you're going to be remastering games, is the best way to do it. Is you keep the you keep the game, and then you charge seventy dollars for it. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm being I'm being unfair. No, you I'm strip, not. You strip the game of its art style and then make it look prettier and make it really yeah, like that's, that's, that's what THQ Nordic does. That's what they did with SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. That's what I know. they did for Kingdoms of and, Well, there were a lot of people with SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom who were like, uh, maybe, maybe we. You know, maybe I am just playing a PS2 game with a shiny coat of paint. Fuck you, you fucking... You just watched the Scott the Waz video. I sure did. When he talks about <laughs> listen, that. Uh, that ga- God that damn is, you. I've, that listen, I'm good. working from home, what- and I have no content to watch, so all I'm doing is clicking on every Scott the Waz video that comes into my feed. I have a problem, Tech. Have you go watched watch, my old go, vids? Go watch yeah. Twin Peaks. No. Alright, sick. Um... Yeah, shit, shit. Uh, Gavin, I don't think is as big of a. He, he is a big loss, but this is no, just another. Not Gavin, anyone but him. Sorry, I'm sorry, that's that's rude. I'm sorry. It's just a, another nail in the coffin on the uh, of Sony Japan. Yeah, brick in the wall. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, who has the most news? Who hasn't talked about? Who has the most news left? It's always Tabby. Kind of is Tabby. Go through fighting I have, games. I have go. four. Th- I have four things left. Um, Dude, check out really... one thing left. What are you doing? Uh, you guys there were shut up. We so, did. I, I did do some leapfrog with the news. Yeah. Um, fighting game news. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, Capcom is doing their spring showcase on April sixth. They're gonna be. They haven't said what they're gonna be showing off, but at the last one they did in January. They did. They showed off Dan, and then that's when they revealed Rose and Oro as uh, and uh, eleven, twelve. What the the random character? But in so now, presumably, we're going to be seeing Rose. We're going to see a release date for Rose. We're going to see something from Zed. I think there's the one producer. more character to reveal, right? 
Um, yeah, there's still one more character that we don't know. Nobody's sure who it's going to be because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is going to be a guest character." Nah, it's Q. Q's already in the game. What? Yeah, it's G. We need Sean. Okay, no, but it's no wait, not Q. Then what's the what's the fucking weirdo guy from from a Third Strike? Oro. The the Goop man. There's a Goop guy, right? That's that's eleven. Yeah, they're gonna put him 12 in. Twelve is already in the game. What the fuck? They put all the weirdos in already. Who are yeah. they gonna add? Sean. Um. Well, that that's the thing. Amigo, is... Amigo's gonna be in. Shut up. First off, Ruby Heart, Ruby Heart should get in before Amigo. Um. People are suggesting it's going to be a guest character. Oh, um, Negan. Okay. <laughs> Because oh, yes! and sorry, the other character. No, it's gonna that be Daryl. Daryl Dixon. Please, I would buy Street. <laughs> Listen, I really don't like the new Street Fighter game, but I would buy it instantly if Daryl Dixon got put into the game as a DLC character. Does Street Fighter do like guest characters? No, not normally. I, no, I don't think the the closest like thing they, they do guest characters in games, but the closest thing they do to guest characters is technically all of Capcom's. Them ups and some fighting games are in the oh, same. Oh, true, universe. yeah, but that, so, I, like, I feel like that doesn't count. We're getting the we're getting a rival schools character. Um, I, they'll probably show her as well. Uh, I don't remember her name because uh, I'm a uh, fake fan who's never played rival schools. Is, is Sakura, right? No, no, Sakura is a Street Fighter character <laughs> that was in Rival Schools. I think it's Akira. Fuck is her me, name? I guess it's not Makoto. I know, I know, Makoto is the one a lot of people like. That it's not um, her. It is Akira. It, it is Akira Kazama. She is the uh, biker girl character. Oh, she's like the Sukaban girl. Sukaban. She's just a biker girl. She's like a biker girl, not like a Sukaban. Um, okay. But that's hey uh, for uh, the non uh, uh, Nihongo savvy in the audience. What is Sukaban? Just like a delinquent schoolgirl. What they like wear, with a pompadour? They, uh, it's usually like a long ponytail. Just play 13 Sentinels Aegis Sermon. You'll know everything about Sukaban Girls. I'm working on it. I haven't started it, but I'm working on How it. How long is that so game, Tectonic? Uh, I got, I think, like 60, 80 hours in it. Fuck, man. You know, <laughs> Scott, a visual novel. You know Scott the Waz did a, game, like a video about RPGs? It's game of the year, right. though. So, uh, the <laughs> no, next no, thing... Wait, 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 what, what did Scott the Waz say? He did a video about RPGs, and he just, like, reaffirmed why I don't like JRPGs. I actually never watched that video Nintendo because... Nintendo kids because don't I've... like JRPGs. More news at 11. I'm a fucking Nintendo kid. Like, I don't get it. Uh, you you know different. Final Fantasy was on Nintendo, right? You know, no, it's a PlayStation I'm pretty sure franchise. where you live, like, they use, like, a lot of, like, lead paint, right? In the houses and stuff. <laughs> Actually, that was a problem for a little bit uh, in, in, in the school district. Uh, New England's one of the most affluent regions in the country, though. Um, the the next thing since I'll just yeah go to till you have one left. Stuff. Um, uh, Among Us is on going to be releasing on Xbox. Uh, don't I don't remember release date, but yes, yes, Chad. <laughs> Among Us is releasing on Xbox. That's us. 
yeah, it's, I mean, uh, like, good to have it on more platforms. Uh, Inner Sloth deserves all the money in the world. Is for it that free? Game. Uh, don't know. I don't think so. I think it's you're like five bucks, right? Yeah, Four it's, bucks. It's like five dollars. Oh, okay. It's free. It on might phones. be on Game Pass. <gasps> Fuck yeah, it might be. Um, I don't know. Uh, Game Pass kind of sus, bro. Da 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 da. Think, yeah, I've, I've got these two things left, so I'll save the big one for last. We should do the Among um, Us spoiler cast. What do you guys think? What is so there to spoil? Har- spoil. So, so Kingdom Who the Hearts. Imposter is? <laughs> Oh my god! It's you, Ted. You're so, the imposter. Uh, so Kingdom Hearts uh, had its PC release. I'm gonna wait a year until it releases on Steam. Uh, and there were some things in there that people weren't expecting. Like it actually has. Um, Heard it was a good port. It's a it's a, it is a not bad port. It doesn't have Ultroid okay. support for some stuff, but like, it's all pretty good. Um, the biggest thing that is about it and what people were really wanting it for is the modding community, uh, which was really only recently sort of getting big with uh, emulation, determined that the how it handles um, Lua scripting is very similar to how it handles it on the PlayStation 2 or the PlayStation 2 emulator. So potentially porting over mods is actually going to be a lot easier uh, to this release, which means... The PC port is the definitive release then. Yeah, the PC port will be the best version. They've already got Rage Mode working in it um, for Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8. The biggest thing is Garden of Assem- uh, Garden of Assembly, Assemblage. It's, I don't remember, GOA mod is what it's called, um, where it is a way to play Kingdom Hearts while skipping all the dumb, boring parts for people who have played the games a lot. You essentially go into a room with 10 doors or 13 doors, um, the door to darkness that literally just lets you go in any order like okay I want to go to Pride Lands as my first place and you just go there and you play through Pride Lands um, it skips all the gummy ship stuff which is really nice uh, and most more importantly it's what they use for the randomizer so if we get the randomizer working on PC legitimately that'll make things even easier um, there's a lot of potential for mods with this and I'm very excited to see where it turns up in a year once I can buy the game Cool. Yeah. No. Very exciting stuff. I, I like to see like sixty dollars big... for two point eight, please. Uh, the, no. The two point eight bundle is is like obviously sixty dollars for it is ridiculous, but it like makes more sense because it's four games for sixty dollars. It's uh, it's it's one demo of a game, a movie. No, no that's two. That's that's two point eight. That's what I said. Two point eight for sixty dollars. No, you said two point five. I said two. You 8. said two point eight. I'm stupid demo for a game and like a, a, a movie and a 3ds game i think what is yeah. even at 2.8 uh so 2.8 has um never mind i don't uh, care what's your other news i uh well i've only got yeah one thing I'll, I'll i'll go for for now um so we all know and love niantic right yeah creators of pokemon go Pony Hongo. Yeah, Pony Hongo. Oh, and Dialga Lost? Uh, Dialga, what? what? They have another. It, it, <laughs> it's it's Pokemon Go, but it's like a fantasy scheme to it. It's a pretty popular gotcha. Oh, it's a gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Um, Niantic uh, basically put out a tweet 
And they're like, hey, uh, we are testing a Pikmin-based app in Singapore. Uh, and we will be sending out like like beta tests in Singapore. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, which is interesting. I, I think a Pikmin-based app in the vein of Pokemon Go is interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about something like that? I have no clue what, like, it's so vague. Well, what does that mean? What could it, it could literally be anything. It's Pikmin Go. You take a picture of a fucking dandelion and you pull it out and then you get a Pikmin. I don't know. Uh, I just, I just think that there's like interesting possibilities with it. Oh my God. I have two new newses. What the fuck? Okay. I'll say both of them. Uh, but before I say that, I just want to, uh, highlight this tweet on uh, journalism's not guaranteed tweet of the day. Uh, you thought it was dead because it's, we forgot about it. It always comes back when I see a funny yeah. tweet. tweet of the day segment. Kinda. For like two episodes. <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody responded in uh, response to this Pikmin news. Uh, feline F3L1N3 uh, was like... doxing them? Uh, it's not really a dox. It's just... Listen, they they put it on a public you can space. Find it. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. They're you're like, right. why not start working on Pokemon Sleep with select button? No one asked for this, and Pokemon Sleep should have been released last year. Uh, well, she's got a point. It should have been released last year. Um, we also what? don't know what Pokemon Sleep is. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask what is Pokemon Sleep. Okay, no one knows. <laughs> it's when I look at a Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> Get on. But um. I just think it's a really, like, weird thing to be, like, really up in arms about. (laughs) Like, dude, you should have had Pokemon Sleep out by now. Like, okay, one... Should have had the shotgun. (laughs) But one, Pokemon Sleep, like, yeah, it was delayed due to fucking COVID. Like, it's not, like, they're not working on it. It's just, like, they had problems Uh, in development. I think they're just being lazy, dude. Yeah, dude. Lazy game devs. (laughs) Lazy game devs. Like, this is literally cited, like, hey... We're gonna release this in 2021 because like COVID kind of fucked us, and it's like okay, that's like this guy's like, where's Pokemon Sleep <laughs> with select button? Yeah, it took select- me a minute to realize select button's a company. Yeah, select button is you- the oh yeah, select button <laughs> yeah. is the uh, company that is making Pokemon Sleep, and Niantic is like assisting them with it. So, like, Niantic isn't even, like, directly, like, in charge of Pokemon Sleep. And they're just, like, being, like, like, Pikmin? What? Pokemon Sleep? We need it. And, like, the idea of, like, you're working on this Pikmin game. That means you can't work on Pokemon Sleep at all. Yeah. I mean, they're implying that they're not working on Pokemon Sleep in, like, in order to do Pikmin. If Uh you... If if you hop into to game publisher or game devs Twitter's accounts when they're talking about something and then ask them to do something else, that's cringe. Stop dude. it. Yeah, stop it's it. pretty cringe. I, I want to make sure that I clarify. Like the the company didn't say that they're doing this in lieu of Pokemon Sleep. The person was saying that in the tweet. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna like go over my my other news. Um, creators of PUBG Mobile. Uh, <laughs> which is That's made famous by null plays which is made famous by null plays uh which is uh light in quantum studios light speed and quantum studios owned by tencent um by the way 
PUBG Mobile was like one of the biggest mobile games. Like it has an I insane amount biggest. of downloads. I think it's I think it like it I think it might think be it, the most popular mobile game. I can't We we talked about this because we were looking up something we were looking up Genshin Impact yeah. we did. a week, couple weeks ago. It's like a billion dollars in revenue yes. or something. No, this is insane. But uh the company who is behind uh PUBG Mobile has uh revealed a trailer uh on March twenty sixth for a co op survival game called Undone. Uh, it looks like uh, like a, like a co-op zombie fighting game. There was no gameplay shown or anything like that, but I'm very curious about this. I'm 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 wondering if they'll be able to pull out another smash hit like PUBG Mobile. They will. I mean, with ten cent money, it, it's like it, it's it's going to be super profitable. Yeah, as long as it can run on phones and releases in China. I mean, phones are just so good right now. It's like. You can do really you can do really good stuff on phones right now. Yeah, like charge it. <laughs> <laughs> and pay money via the Google Play app with your Be credit bisexual. card. <laughs> Eat hot chip. And lie. But yeah. And lie. Um, um I'm on one tonight. Oh, it's you it's are. gonna be developed with Unreal Engine up. 4 as well. Uh, it's surprising nobody. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Water is wet. Yeah. Or is it? That's that. Uh, also, Grey's Anatomy is going to be airing on ABC. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just... You know what's funny is uh, at work today, I saw I saw the Grey's Anatomy book, and I was like, oh, yeah, Grey's Anatomy was a book. How does it end? <laughs> Have they gotten ahead of the, <laughs> they gotten ahead of the book yet? <laughs> it's, like, it's like they do like a full metal alchemist. They have to do Grey's Anatomy Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Dante, what are you doing here? <laughs> T- Tabby is so mad that I brought this up and that it got any amount of like airtime. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the best episode of journalism I guaranteed. This is the best or the worst, depending on who you ask. There's no. This is the ground. bouncer of of the. Uh, of the uh, journalism not guaranteed. Uh, okay, what have you got, Tech? Okay, uh, this is this is my big news. This is my big newsy. Uh, Analog, creators of FPGA systems. We've talked about them a little bit in the past before. I'm proud uh, of myself. Yeah, yeah. Tabby's gonna jump in at any moment, so I gotta be concise. Uh, creators of FPGA systems like the Super NT, the Mega SG, they're like recreations of the Super Nintendo and Genesis hardware. Excuse me, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis hardware, uh, using FPGA systems it emulates at a hardware level, making it uh, near near accurate to the original experience, uh, upscaled to 1080p through HDMI. So it's the ideal way to play your old game carts or from them from those systems on your television if if you want a somewhat authentic experience is it ideal though because i think if you want to use if you want to use the original carts yeah i think the ideal way is to use the original hardware on a crt tv if you don't want to fucking lug around a crt you don't have room for it like i don't yeah it is is the optimal way if you want to play it on hd yes on an hd tv yes that's that's literally which on an oled uh, the anyway, I didn't even get to say what what the news is. Yeah. Uh, it's 
Uh, the Super NT, it's getting restocked in April, finally. Uh, it's been out of stock for, I believe, two fucking years now. And uh, and the Mega SG and the digital to analog converter, which basically the DAC is is uh, is something that lets you convert the HDMI signal to signal to analog, so you can play your Super NT on a CRT if you if you were so inclined. Uh, that'll be restocked uh, at a later date. We don't know that quite yet. So that's the good news, and it is pretty cool news. The bad news is that the analog pocket has been delayed and is shipping in October. Now, the analog pocket is a is another FPGA system, although it's uh, it targets uh, all sorts of the handhelds of the era. From a, a it, it does like a. I believe it does like Game Gear, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and like Game Boy Advance stuff like that. And I believe Turbo Express as well. It does Turbo Thru- Graphics games. It does Turbo the card Gra- games. Yeah. It, it, well, no, because that's um, aren't they doing? No, it does the card game. Or no, that might be releasing with the Duo. Right. Um, but there go- there's there's a version of it that will let you use the Turbo Graphics card. Uh, I don't know what they actually. Game it's using cards like or add-ons or whatever to 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 let you play like different carts. But I think the default one is Game Boy because of course it is. Uh, they took pre-orders for this I think last May, uh, and they sold out. It it's been a while, Tabby. It, it's been at <laughs> least it, it's been a long ass time. The, and uh, I briefly considered getting this because, first of all, I have a Super NT and I do uh, I do very much like it. It's a it's a good piece of hardware, uh, and uh, it's being able to play uh, authentic GBA games on through HDMI is also pretty exciting. Uh, however, it sold out in like ten fucking minutes, and then I feel like ever since the Pocket was announced, the analog has just sort of had this reputation for for being terrible with their stocking okay ta- it was in august uh, it was in august? august okay okay i i know i know you have like comments on this tabby but i just want to like put this into perspective if you guys are at all aware of like the the cult like the cultish following of like trying to buy a ps5 or an xbox uh series x uh Listen, Analog was here first. Retro, retro game, like people who are making hardware for retro game collectors and retro game enthusiasts have these people by the balls. They are psycho shit. Like it is, it is like insanity. Like these items are like it, upscalers. Uh, these these FPGA FPGA right? Yeah. These FPGA like consoles, like all of these things, like. Uh, uh, like upgraded wires for certain cons like consoles console hard mods don't fucking... get me started on how hard it was to buy a super nintendo scart yes literally year. okay like these things like imagine the playstation 5 like how it's like yeah dude i gotta get a playstation 5 so i've been like checking for these these people are like they're like hawks they're like I need to get this. It's going to be on this date, and I need to be there the millisecond it comes out, or I'm not getting one. It's and it's because most of these people who are selling these things aren't like big companies like Sony, yeah. they're like dudes in like their garage. No, yeah. So it's more understandable, but also it is it does suck. It's not here's and, and analog is not in their fucking garage, by the way. So <laughs> like they they need to they need to fucking get on their yeah, shit. It, it's like uh like 
there are just way too many like retro game enthusiasts right now compared to the like supply of these devices and it's it's yeah, really true. every and, time i hear these guys they they're like tabby and tech will be talking about some new like retro device that i've not heard of before and they're like man it sucks we're not going to be able to get it also it's four hundred dollars <laughs> true <laughs> yeah you, uh, you can't get the uh, you can't get the satiator anymore. I don't think until he makes more of them, which he will. And uh, I think it was yeah. like two hundred fifty bucks. Worth it though. I'm playing Soccer uh, Wars right now. Flash carts, I think, are always going to be worth it, like no matter the price. Um, yeah. Like I, because well, on on the before I dive deep into analog and uh, fuck you, um, <laughs> like on that, uh, I ended up getting one of the. Um, uh, GameCube SD card adapters. So I have a, a disk drive replacement that reads an SD card, just like my Dreamcast. It's it's a worthwhile purchase. Uh, it basically uh, allows you to run homebrew software uh, without having to get one of the action replay memory cards that runs off SD. And it's just it's just a cheaper process as a whole. But let me let me get into analog. Um, uh, well, I should say that they they cite they cite uh the like the chip shortages and stuff I, for the reason why yeah i was gonna bring that up actually this is getting delayed but uh all right yeah go on uh so uh around march of last year basically once everybody was like oh we're gonna go in lockdown for two weeks and that's all it's gonna be ha-ha. um unless haha uh the um pretty much everybody in the text in the tech sphere decide uh agreed that this is going to cause uh, a lot of damage to uh, silicone shortage issues that are already out there as we already have like the silicone shortage is an issue that we have to be worrying about but it's going to be even more of an issue while we don't have factories being able to run at max capacity to actually be producing these silicone chips as well as a variety of other things that are we're just running out of and uh, nobody seems to really be wanting to pony up the cash to try to make these make more factories or get people back in to actually be producing stuff. And to be honest, game consoles are towards the bottom of the list of things, such as they a lot of places have government contracts they still need to fulfill uh, for uh, and smartphones. Those are going to be the two biggest things that will take up priority of all the chips. So. Honestly, if you're having issues getting a PS5, like, yeah, everybody trying to buy it is is a big issue for it, but it's also due to the silicone chip, uh, the silicone shortage that's happening. If you're having issues um, trying to buy a PS5, hey, get in the back of the line, pal. <laughs> uh, analog, this is directed at you and you alone. Um, you guys need to fix your shit. Like I, 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 everybody gets what your business model is, or at least most people get what it is. You're creating art. You're you're doing what Nintendo does. You're creating. It, uh, you're, and it used it, it didn't used to be like that too. No. Is the thing because like you could you could like the Super NT was on their store for like two fucking years. I sat on a Super NT purchase for so long. Uh, I just don't. I don't. The, retro gaming did has had a huge boom in these past couple years though. Basically around the time I got into it. Um, but like they they I, I so they are like 
specifically keeping quantities low. Like they are purposefully doing that, they, right? They are, and they they have legitimate reasons for it. With silicone chip shortage being one, also they do use um, parts of console hardware to make these systems. That's why they're so accurate. That's that's why the um, the NT Mini, their their uh, uh, the Famicom uh, Nintendo NES. I was blanking on that word. Um, replacement a was selling for $500 and B isn't available anymore because I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that like with so much like, like want in the market, there's not more people like stepping up and making cause listen, I'm sure like the people that are making these are like very smart people, like very like good at what they do, but like they can't be the only ones who are very good at what they do. Well, and that's the thing is you actually have quite a few different um, FPGA systems around for various consoles. There's a retro AVS for the Nintendo. Yeah, that's sort of if you're looking for like an HDMI easy solution, that's going to be your best bet for the NES. Um, The Super Nintendo doesn't actually have a whole lot. Um, Your best bet is the Mr., honestly. But you don't get to use your carts, and that's the whole reason you're buying these is to use original cartridges. Yeah. Um. The the guy, how uh, is it? I don't remember his real name, but his online handle is Citrus Three Thousand PSI. Um. He is the one of one of the heads over there at Analog. And the thing is, is he still sells other console mods on his own private shop. Like, he sells the PS1 HDMI mod, which I forgot to buy when they went on sale like a week ago, and I'm kicking myself over it. Um, And he still sells them at a normal quality. So I think there's someone who's a part of their business team that essentially is advising them to participate in artificial scarcity to drive up the prices of these products and the want and desire. The issue is, is that with the artificial, you can do artificial scarcity. That's a normal business practice. It's really shitty and I hate you for it, but it works. Um, the issue is your artificial scarcity is so low that nobody can buy it. Uh, scalped prices for, uh, super NTs or yeah, super NTs are still in the $400, $500 range. Like you could buy a PlayStation is, Five with that. You could buy a PlayStation Five. You could you could buy a an average laptop and emulate everything on there. I know people want like people want to play with their original carts. Um, yeah, I mean they they really the, are just taking advantage of the the like massive want for like like retro games yeah. and like playing on these things. And this this wouldn't be an issue if they open source if they made their plans of for for the super nt and their system and the other fpga systems open it wouldn't be as profitable either though if they did that look 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 sell the kits pre-assembled just let me be able to either bake it myself or buy it from someone else because if it's just you and you've created this like the thing is 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 other stuff in this realm from people who work at that company have been made as open source. So it's not like that they're morally against it or or they're like, I don't want to make it open source. I want to only profit off of it. Other other stuff they've made is open source. The um, NES HDMI mods, which uh, I don't remember the name of the guy, but he worked, I believe he works for analog now. Um, thank you. Um, that's all open source information. The GameCube HDMI mods, that's all open source information. Yeah. Uh, I even think PS1 HDMI is. I mean, and it's just like, 
there's there's also probably something we're missing, you know, in, in terms of business. So if you want to clear things up with us, just, you know, reach out to us. You can come on the podcast and talk about it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll stop shitting on your product every two weeks. Just make, <laughs> let me be able to purchase one. Also, I just I just had a, a brain blast. Uh, journalism not guaranteed. My brain feels like it's blasting right now. <laughs> journalism not guaranteed funded uh, FPGAs. We go into business with someone who makes them, and we bankroll the operation. With our loads of money. With our loads of money that we're sitting on from the journalism with not the, guaranteed empire. Guaranteed po- yes. from, the, from all those journalism not guaranteed gold subscriptions. <laughs> yes, and platinum. Don't forget the platinum. Our and real pl- cash cow. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Uh, See, this is gonna be this is gonna be a joke for a couple of weeks, and then eventually it's we're gonna make the subscription uh, service. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I actually have one more news thing that's it's oh, hot off okay. the presses. Yeah. So, uh, this was just recently uploaded to the the Team Fortress Two Steam Workshop. It is the bodybuilder cosmetic for the engineer. This is this is groundbreaking news. Uh, as you can see, it gives the engineer a much more, uh, much more, uh, manly physique. And, uh, I'm excited to seeing it added into the game. Pog. All right. So my last thing, (laughs) (laughs) um, link in the show notes. You make the show notes. You can, you can put them in there. That's what I'm doing. So, uh, Katana Zero finally had an update for its long-awaited uh, DLC slash free update with new content. Uh, it's It was last updated, there was last an update in September of last year. And before that, um, it was uh, December 2019, and that was Vote for Us at the Game Awards. So, w- w- people have been waiting a long time. Uh, this game's great. If you haven't played it, go play Katana Zero. Um, this is a very, very good game. Watch, um, the, watch the gumshoe video on it. I'll watch it after you play. It, yeah. It, well, uh, uh, I did the opposite and I kind of regret it. But uh, just some information <laughs> yeah, on no the DLC. Yourself. I do. Um, some information on the DLC is uh, it's now uh, six times bigger than the base game in file size. What, so 400 megabytes oh. now? So I, I don't know sizes, but it, it they're it's essentially going to be Katana zero two in the scale of the amount of content that you're going to be getting from it. Um, he doesn't, or the team doesn't have a release date for, uh, the game to, uh, for this to be out, but they said it's coming. Uh, human. That's very good. Yeah. And they've been showing off another game that they're working on mobile called pocket squirrel. Didn't know it existed until just now. It's a mobile game. Um, Tech, this is important for you. I didn't. I actually didn't read all the way through this. Uh, they are working on repressing the Katana Zero vinyl. I don't know the soundtrack to Katana Zero. It's pretty the good. Soundtrack that's cool. is very. You should good. give it a listen, and then buy the vinyl. Um, <laughs> let them know. I, uh, 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 let me know when they repress the Hotline Miami yeah. two soundtrack, so I don't have to pay four hundred dollars for it. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Hotline Miami, because I want to bring this up, because I saw a comment about this, and I'm still upset about it. Um, and I've seen multiple people say this of uh, comparing this game to uh, Hotline Miami, which I get it. But are you, are you saying, gonna say that it isn't? 
because no, no, no. I'm 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 saying they're they're very they're. Let me get to my point. I, words are hard for me. Um, there are people who are saying like I bought this thinking it was going to be Hotline Miami, but in actuality it had a great story Ooh. and like interesting characters, which is just like, did you play yeah. Hotline Miami? Jeez, Maybe, did you actually like listen to the words that were on the screen? Did you understand the context? <laughs> Maybe they played Hotline Miami too. Even Hotline Miami 2 has all this, but it's just, it's like... No, Hotline Miami 2 hater over here. (laughs) Hater. Yeah, whatever. It's just frustrating, it's frustrating to just see that kind of stuff go around. That is fun, yeah, that is. uh, If you, if that was you, just play through the game again, but actually pay attention to the words on screen. And maybe think, maybe think more than on like a third grade level. True! Oh, that's uh, cool. but that's it for news. Yep, I think that's, that's it, it for, for news. News from the 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 present, but we need to go back to the past. Just stop! You can't do this. You can't say that word. You can't say that phrase. <laughs> you cannot what? say what we need to go back to the past ever again. Okay. Because we, everyone's right. brain always goes to play the shitty games that suck. All right, out. all right, fine. Here, I'll redo it. We we have to go back, Kate. We have to go back, and I all won't right. even say where. But this is where you play the. This is where you play the the Return of the Mac song by uh uh. Oh God, hang on. Uh, I, I told my. I just gonna, I'm just gonna start talking. So no 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 uh, no no no. no, no. No, no, no! I told myself I, I, I'd credit him, Andy Blark, Andy Blark, because I forgot to credit him last time and say, and say that he's the one who made the the Return of the Mac, the Link to the Past parody song, and he graciously allowed, as you can tell from last week's episode, he graciously allowed us to use it for our podcast. So thank you, Andy. A link to the past. Here we go. A link to the past. Start the show. A link to the past. Give your all. You know this game's a blast. You won't fall. And uh, now let's get the into the, the, the past news. Tavi, you can have you can have one of my news. It's, just, it's fine. You mean I can have my news so you don't steal my news? <laughs> I, I um, prefer if you didn't gaslight me live on the show, but... I'm trying to be the bigger man here. Babe, gaslighting? That's a big word. <laughs> Stop girl bossing me. <laughs> um, so as of March 31st, 2001, it's the 20-year anniversary, Sega discontinued the Dreamcast. Uh, this was their final foray into the console market. Uh, it was a failure. Um, but it wasn't bad. But it's great, actually. <laughs> The, yeah, the Dreamcast was really cool. I think everyone everyone who knows about the Dreamcast likes it. I think, in, I think it's it's something in hindsight that people like look back and they're like, actually, no, that was good. Why didn't we buy it? People oh. liked it back then too, though. Well, it, and I, I think a lot of the the reason for it is like compared to the PS2. The, the I'm sorry, the PS2 like, is way fucking better than the Dreamcast, but. Like like it it like the Dreamcast itself was well received back then. I remember we had one. We had a Dreamcast. Yeah, I had a Dreamcast also, for a little weren't, bit. Um, I have always a, a fun anecdote. I like to think about the Dreamcast. Is I went. Uh, I had a friend who had a Dreamcast. Um, and when I went over to his house once, and for some reason, I thought it was like a soup. I thought it was like Super Nintendo. Old. I have no <laughs> idea why. 
It's because it we, sounds it Super says, Nintendo old. We, we played, it looks Super Nintendo We played Nintendo Tony Hawk old. on it, and I was just like, yeah, this is an older console. It's not like the PS2, which is like the new thing. <laughs> yeah. Um it doesn't sound like uh, a super the first Nintendo video make any noise. I or the first video game I ever reviewed on my channel was actually first released on the Dreamcast. It's uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing Round Two. So it was Unreal Tournament. Yeah, it was also. Uh, it also had a Dreamcast port. I think. Uh, Which was the I think first like a week before the first uh, video game movies. you reviewed on Raps to Gog. Yeah, and also the second to last one I reviewed on Raps to Gog. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's coming. The new review's coming soon. TM. <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. I think um, journalism not guaranteed. Platinum members will get the Dreamcast post mortem, um, but you know. <laughs> um, you said that's a matter of fact. I almost believed you. Everybody, listen. I swear these guys were laughing. They just did it silently. They were all smiling. I swear I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was one of those. It was one of those nose exhale laughs. Um. But yeah, no, Dreamcast, I mean, realistically though, like 10 words or less, what actually went wrong with it? It didn't play DVDs. The Sega Saturn. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, the Sega Saturn was kind of the problem. The, the Sega it, Saturn it, is the issue. It's What's funny is that the Dreamcast kind of killed the Saturn and the Saturn kind of killed the Dreamcast. Because back in like 1997... um uh i don't think it was tom kalinsky it was it was some it was some sega exec said that saturn is not our future in fucking 97 yeah yeah no he said that it's 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 almost exactly like how nintendo was like yeah the nx is coming well it's so in like 2015 it's so weird because the nintendo 64 was like i mean people bought it and people liked it but like it didn't even really do like I don't know. Like, isn't the sixty four like? No, the GameCube performed worse than the sixty four, right? Yeah, it did. You know, the GameCube's way fucking better. Well, it's it's because it had to compete with the PS two. The N sixty four was sixty four bit, dude. That's why it's thirty two. Guess guess who watched the Scott the Waz video on the N sixty four? Can't keep making uh, saying things because it was the Nintendo. It needs to stop. It was the Nintendo. What was it? The Nintendo Ultra sixty four or something like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because it was the Super Nintendo, so they go the Ultra 64. Yeah, they're like Ultra, but also 64 bit. But no, yeah, it's, also uh, it's really Don't forget it's, about that. it's really weird because uh, like the Dreamcast is like in a weird spot where it's like, what generation do we consider it? <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a uh, uh, sixth gen. I'd say it's the kick, it it starts yeah, off it kicks start, but it also yeah. was like directly competing with the Nintendo 64, wasn't it? No, it, that w- in the no. sense that they were out the market at the same time, because the, yeah. the the Dreamcast came out in nine nine ninety nine over here. I actually think it came out ninety eight. Uh, in in uh in Japan, so but it was it was demonstrably stronger than any of the fifth fifth gen consoles. Yeah, it's it, it's like how. Like the switch is in kind of a weird position in like generations, where like what gen is it? Yeah, it's, it's like Nintendo. It's really yeah. hard to like consider Nintendo because Nintendo's always like <laughs> doing stuff in the middle of a generation. So yeah. it's like you also for generations. I always feel like you want to look at like what is the console attempting to do? Yeah, because yeah. I mean the, the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast had the Dreamcast PS2 games on it. That's like enough said. Well, it, not only did it have PS2 games, it had the Ethernet port in the back. 
Yeah, it, it was a pretty big pioneer in the online. Like, the Saturn had a Netlink, too. Yeah, but, but did it have Halo? No, it had, um... It had Painkiller. There was Saturn. a there was a South Park game on the Dreamcast where you threw snowballs at each other. I thought that was pretty cool. That, that was on the N64, too. Yeah. You know what else yeah. was on the uh, N64? Battle Tanks. That game's fucking awesome. <laughs> Sonic Adventure's on the Dreamcast. That game's good. See, the... the I mean, I'll disagree with that every day. <laughs> but, um, whoa, well, watch out. We got a badass over here. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Doesn't like Sonic Adventure. Wow, what are you, Scott the Waz? <laughs> I, don't like any, I don't like Sonic games that aren't like the original three. I'm dying. I can't. <laughs> Um, I don't even know. This episode is just going to be called Scott the Waz. <laughs> See, I, I, I was going to say, hey, all journalism not guaranteed this, here. I was going to say, we call this set anti Semitism to some. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that's, that's fucking, so that's bad. That's so funny. I can't, I can't so, title the video, <laughs> that's though. That's so funny. That's so bad for like search stuff, though. Yeah, it's it really is. bad. Or you could say <laughs> set racism to uh, low. <laughs> Toggle really N-word. We could. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Computer? <laughs> Disable N-words. Good. Um Yeah, no, Dreamcast, Dreamcast is very cool. Well, what, what, one thing I wanna I wanna mention on the Dreamcast, which I feel like is something in my sphere of people uh appreciate more than other people do, is that it is um identical to the Naomi boards. Or almost identical. It's a little less powerful, yeah. but isn't it? You know, there actually was some like non-news this week about uh, some Sega exec talking about possibly doing a a, a Dreamcast Mini or an SG One Thousand Mini. It'd be cool. Yeah, I think that's. I think that would be. Will totally it have reasonable. the memory cards with the screen on them that you can play on the go? The VMU. Yeah, the VMUs were really cool, but they're also really gimmicky and very of the time. I'm just saying, that's, dude. Throw Tamagotchi so the on one, there, dude. Throw Pokewalker on that dog. It's all the, good. The, the best that. part about modern Dreamcast stuff is um, outside of like DC HDMI, which is a little hard to get. Um, the Dreamcast SD card reader is readily available because you can buy versions from China. The uh, uh, and the what's it called? The mode is also pretty easy to get. I hear. Uh, the mo- the mode's more expensive though. That's the thing. It's, it's like, like two hundred bucks, right? Yeah, so the the SD card reader, the DCMU, was oh. I paid a hundred dollars for it through the person, but you get them for like sixty bucks, and it will read up to a five twelve gigabyte SD card. In any any way possible to not have the Dreamcast use its disk drive, the better. Because yes. uh, I don't know. I mean, you two have you two have Dreamcasts, right? You've heard that fucking thing. It's like a PlayStation Four. It, it was it was so long ago. It's um. So I, I I can't really I tell actually, you. I've never used the disk. I've o- I've only owned a Dreamcast recently, and I've never used the disk drive. I immediately bought it, took it out, put the the GDMU in it. I think um, the aesthetic of the Dreamcast is honestly might even be better than like the console itself, if that makes oh, any absolutely. sense. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like I think it's like peak Sega, like aesthetic, like even better than the Saturn. The Saturn aesthetic is like kind of cool. But uh, but the Dreamcast is almost like the the name itself is really cool. The Dreamcast uh, reminds me of the Genesis when I look at it. I don't feel I don't hear Genesis. I don't think Genesis at all when I. I think the reason I like the Dreamcast the most is it's aesthetic the most is how how like non un Sega it is. 
Yeah. Because, like, the Genesis is very, it's very, like, edgy. It's very, uh... Listen, it's it, it's just it's it's all it's kind of got it's got like a punk aesthetic. I and really like the Saturn is I really whatever like the fuck it is. I really like Sega's black on black. I think that's a really cool thing that they've been doing back in the day. You know, well, you can get the sports Dreamcast. I like that, too. But the fact that they changed it up for the sat or for the Dreamcast is is interesting in and of itself is like a in like the context. I think they just looked at other consoles and they're like. Yeah, PS1's gray, Nintendo's gray, gray's in, let's go, baby. <laughs> Nintendo was black, N64 was black. N64 is black, Super Nintendo was gray. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago at that point. I, I think Whatever, that's man. more Japanese computer aesthetics, because, like, yeah. like, the PC-98 and the PC-FX. And... I like the color buttons on the Dreamcast. That's... Actually, no, that was still in vogue at the time because the N64 had colorful buttons. Yeah. Oh, on the controller. Yeah, on the controller. Because uh, I was, I have my Dreamcast. Just yeah, on the shoulder I, and I'm like, I noticed you two were like great. starting to object. I was like, the fuck, no. Well, did did the Dreamcast play uh, like CDs, like audio CDs? It did. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely do. Also, feel like making your console look like a CD player was probably like a good move too. Which the PlayStation well, One and the, the Dreamcast do. Like a Dreamcast obviously looks like a very bulky CD player, but a CD player nonetheless. You Saturn know? plays CDs too, and and that's that's why you know PS2 wins again. You can play DVDs on that. It's true, DVDs. Oh yeah, well can you games on it? Yes. Easy. Oh, oh. yes. Not as easy as the Dreamcast. No, but wait, literally just. Buy free me- I have to get out the fucking shotgun. I'm so mad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Uh, no, oh, but. I just, I can't help myself. No, PS2, it's literally just like free McBoot card and then like SMB or but hard drive. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't how it was. With the Dreamcast, you could do the thing um, <laughs> like. Dog, you just, you just do the thing and it works. You, you, sure. Because. Okay, I, I I watched the YouTube video on this, so I know everything. Um, the basically there's like a, a warp in the disc that it uses as its security protection. Yeah, the GD-ROM. But they just take it out. You can just like, yeah, you can yeah. like it, you you do hot you do hot swapping and it works every single time. I I get. I'm just saying, like even if it is like simple to do on the Dreamcast, it's pretty simple on the PlayStation too. Trust me. Do you think the do you think the easy as fuck piracy was another reason why the Dreamcast was was dead? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, like I said, I I I didn't get to bring this up earlier, but I think the biggest reason the Dreamcast failed is because of the Saturn going. It's available now to retailers. Hey, hey, don't spoil that. We're gonna talk about that in like a month. <laughs> no. uh, uh, I want I I look. think I think it was gonna happen regardless because like Sega ever since like ever since uh i like late genesis saturn era sega has just been like at at each other's throats between like the western and the eastern branch and they could just that never too. they 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 literally choke themselves to death imagine if sega of america just got to run everything imagine how like in power that company would be today sega would probably still we'd probably be on the dreamcast 6 god that would be so, so that yeah. would be so cool like 
just like a, like a, like a time split where like Sega continues to be a powerhouse and continues to make like really good more. And you you lose Microsoft in it. Do you imagine how much better that world? You would want be? it? You probably would lose Microsoft because because uh, there were talk. Sega was in talks to um I be- I believe to have some sort of deal with them. I mean, it ended up happening on ended up happening with the Xbox. A bunch of Sega properties were published to that exclusively much to my chagrin because you can't emulate them but uh you can emulate the one that people want to yeah the uh true i'm I'm, you know it's like whatever though i mean sega is happily sitting on top it's monstrous pile of money from like publishing games now so it doesn't yeah they're fine uh do you want to talk about yeah that's where i was that's where i was going with that yeah uh good i don't know like how like actually impactful this is because so March this March, big deal March 31st 2016 uh, Sega had been in talks with Atlas about like acquiring them um, and they they would still like operate as separate studios it's just they would be acquired right um, or yeah, separate entities cause... I should say uh, and this happened this was like like finished 100% now, now like from what I understand Sega had been working with Atlas and vice versa, like pretty closely for a long time before this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, you you know, they, I mean, they published stuff on Sega consoles and whatnot. Um, Atlas was Atlas used to be, I think they used to be straight up independent, but then they got bought out by an index corporation, which was, as far as I know, is just like a company that just, was business was just owning things <laughs> i think no uh, no i think i think they were like uh i think they were like some sort of some sort of financial company that didn't have, have like anything to do with games but they bought atlas and then uh in like 2013 or or probably no probably later than that if they got bought in 2016 wait are you sure it was 2016 that they got bought so they had been working under Sega for a while, but like the the acquisition was finalized in 2016. Oh, okay, true, true, true. So true, true. this I is like this was when the announcement of the bio. Okay, no, no, no. yeah, they got yeah, this yeah, is, they got acquired in 2013. Yeah, so that's all right. Yeah, so that's when Index died. Uh, there was actually a lot of talk about like who was gonna buy Atlas. I, I know that there were some rumors that it was like, oh, Nintendo's gonna buy them. It's like, no, they're fucking not. Imagine Nintendo but, um, making dude, a good dude, decision. Microsoft is gonna buy Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Microsoft was one at the time. Sony. I mean, Atlas. This is pre Persona Five. This is a pre Persona Five world we were in at the time. Thank God. Can so we they go wa- back. <laughs> so they shut up. So they weren't. Uh, so Atlas wasn't like borderline household name at this point, but they were still pretty big. Like, you know, they still had Persona 4, they still had Shin Megami Tensei, they still had... Yakuza? All sorts... All sorts of, uh... They... What? They do... Wait. Since integrating... Since integrating Atlas USA into his business, Sega's been able to localize games such as Yakuza 5. Is Atlas involved in Yakuza? Uh, Atlas USA was a localization branch. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it, the, they, they could have, they might have localized that's, it. Okay, that's what it's, they mean. That's what they did with that. I, I was reading that. and I'm like, what does Atlas have to do with Yakuza? <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, Sega owns Yakuza, so sure. you know they can yeah. be like, hey, you help us out with this. Yeah. 
But yeah, this at, at this, this point is... in 2016, like this was a long time coming. They'd been working together. It's just like finally yeah. happened, and uh, nothing bad happened. Both companies just got better, which is generally uh, well. Mm, okay, what, what mm, you got? Well, uh, Sega. No, Atlas sure hasn't gotten any better about fucking localizing their games. That's for sure. Uh, it took a year to get Listen. Persona Strikers out, and you know, COVID notwithstanding. But uh, there was also a substantial wait for Persona Five, uh, and pretty much it's every about a year. every it's about a year wait. Yeah, okay, a year when, wait. When I say better, I mean like financially. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> you know it's. You gotta you gotta give and take a little bit there, but I mean this was listen a lot of the times when a company a video game company is acquired, uh, things get worse and they make less money. I, yeah, I'll agree to that. Sega like, is probably I, one of the better companies to have bought Atlas yeah. if they I, like because they're not gonna fucking there is no there is no Sega Dreamcast for them to exclusively publish to. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. If 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 there was any company that was like wanting to buy journalism not guaranteed, I would want it to be Sega. I think. I wouldn't mind I'd being. Like to, I wouldn't I'd, mind I'd being like, owned by Sega. Not gonna lie. I'd let THQ Nordic buy well, us. Sega. Ew. Sega. Uh, <laughs> They'll pay. That's yeah, but the thing. Sega also journalism not guaranteed remastered. <laughs> Sega also like uh, you know they they produce like very like medium grade figures and it would be cool to see the journalism not guaranteed. Ah, I see. Figures. I see where I see where he's going with this <laughs> merchandising. Yeah. Merchandising. Yeah. Uh, I want journalism not guaranteed. The flamethrower. Flamethrower. <laughs> you, you, you too. For for the small fee of three hundred dollars, you can own a twenty-inch fully opposable tectonic improv model. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd buy the tectonic improv action for three hundred dollars. Pre-order bonus, and you get the Sega Saturn picture. (laughs) I was going to say, you press the button on the back, and he says, I love the Sega Saturn. (laughs) Sega-ta! Did you play it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of them. That's definitely one of them. All right, Tech, tech, what you got? I love Flesh Chasmer. (laughs) Oh, no. Flesh Chasmer, you mean? Ah, uh, Christ. Okay, so I, I unfortunately have, like, one... I only have one thing in news, because one of my news is, was going to be the, the, the Dreamcast thing, because I stole it from Tabby when when she retweeted it, and I was like, I'll put this in the in the show notes, because this is news. But, uh, but you know, squad, uh, finders keepers, I guess, whatever, fuck you. Anyway, on March 29th, 2002, Fire Emblem The Binding Blade was released for the Game Boy Advance. Now, you may think, oh, unassuming, whatever, who cares? Fire Emblem game, big deal. Well, here's the thing about Fire Emblem The Binding Blade. Well, not only has... This actually kind of works, actually, now I think about it, because this is the day that Martha's dead, and Roy has risen (laughs) from the flames. Everything is sick. With his fire sword. Everything is cyclical around here, boys. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem The Binding Blade was marked a very big turn in the fire emblem fire emblem series because it's the first game to be directed uh without long what are you laughing at i'm just thinking about how i'm gonna put scott the waz in the thumbnail (laughs) i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) i just completely derailed you like just by known hater of fire emblem scott the waz true 
uh, the the Binding Blade was a very was a very it was a big turning point in the series because it's the first one to be directed. I believe since the first game, the first game wasn't directed by this man, but uh, but every other game after until Binding Blade was directed by a man named Shozo Kaga. Now, Shozo Kaga is a uh, he's he's kind of a, a legend in the Fire Emblem community. Uh, for his eccentric game design choices and just for uh, basically like making Fire Emblem the series that it is for the first five entries or so. Uh, is he, he responsible for making Three Houses a bad video game? No, he has he had nothing to do with Three Houses. Um, that was way after him because he left he left after uh, after finishing directing Thracia Seven Seven Six, which is the fifth entry in the series. It came out in the came out on the Super Nintendo in, uh, get this, in the year 1999. Ooh. Where did he go? <laughs> uh, he He's like a... I think he's like an independent developer now because he made... He's responsible for this game series called Turing Saga, which was so un, which was so unabashedly Fire Emblem that he actually got sued by Nintendo. Oh, for it. yeah, I remember that. That's... Uh, how'd that turn out for him? Is he still making Turing Saga? Uh, he turned the squares into hexes, and he was fine. Oh, cool! Like and, hero and, clicks. And then there's also uh, yeah, he made it like hero clicks. Hero clicks uh, doesn't have a Japanese presence, so they didn't sue him. Uh, he he also made um like uh, this game. I actually don't know if this is related to Turing Saga, but you know it's called Berwick Saga. It was on the PS2. Uh, Ricky Berwick Saga <laughs> is what I always think of whenever I hear that name. Uh, and also, just recently, he made uh, a game called Vesteria Saga. These are all tactical RPGs, by the way, that play like too Fire many, Emblem. Too many sagas. Tales yeah. of Vesteria? Do they still make Tactics Ogre games? No. No, I don't think they do. Those were, like, good, though. I like them. Uh, Square Enix. Man, Square Enix, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> but yeah, Shozo Kaga, you know, and he seems to be doing fine. He's kind of like a reclusive figure. Uh, and I think that's part of what's given him his like his legend status in the Fire Emblem community. But anyway, the Binding Blade had nothing to do with him. It was directed without him because he he left the company, uh, uh, presumably on bad blood. Actually, uh, a lot of people think that he was ousted or he quit or something out of frustration. But people don't really know. Uh, but they made the Binding Blade uh, in two thousand and two. Yeah. All right. All right so so. Null has just linked uh, a picture of of Roy and Lelina, who are the two characters from The Binding Blade. Uh, Lelina actually is is the the daughter of Hector. If you've ever played oh, Fire Emblem yeah. Seven, Hector is then so you would cool. Know, you know who Hector is. Uh, yeah, Hector. Everyone loves Hector. So here's the thing uh, about The Binding Blade. It's a prequel to FE Seven or a sequel to FE Seven. It takes place like I believe twenty or so something years after that game. So Hector's like this old man, and uh, spoilers for the Binding Blade. Uh, he dies in like chapter three. He dies as just like it's it's really funny how like little of a character he is in the in the game, as well as Elliewood because Elliewood's in it too. Uh, and he's another guy from FE Seven, and he's just like he's just like some some forty something guy who's like bedridden. And he, you barely see him after like the third chapter. Wait, so it's He's, he doesn't die. Fire Emblem but. Seven is that Fire Emblem? Yes, that's Fire Emblem. Okay, the one with Lin. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So, so yeah. So uh, I, it, just to like clear this up, like 
all of the Japanese games for these Fire Emblem games don't fucking matter <laughs> because they pulled a they pulled a funny uh, Final Fantasy on us with this one. Yeah, they did. So like he's like like Tech is going to like you're you're probably sitting here like Binding Blade. What the fuck is that? Or like I think people people probably know Binding Blade because it's the one with Roy in it, and Roy famously debuted in Super Smash Brothers Melee before Binding Blade came out. Didn't Roy like? So it's got that. Isn't Roy like a really bad unit in that game? So I was gonna <laughs> talk about this because I actually I actually just recently played the Binding Blade. Uh, like last month or so, uh, Roy is not good in his game. He is terrible. And the reason he isn't good is he has terrible, his, his stats are just not great. And he's locked to, uh, he's locked to one weapon type swords. So he can't use, he can't use axes or lances. And, uh, he's also a foot unit. So he doesn't have a horse. So he can't move as fast as some of your other guys like Marcus or, or fucking Percival or Milady or whatever. I'm just fucking saying names that none of you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, yeah, Roy is not very good in his game until until uh the chapter like three chapters before the end of the game because that's when you get the titular Binding Blade Woo. and that promotes him to uh to like Great Lord status or whatever. And he just like you just mulch shit with that Binding Blade. It's the it's the biggest like virgin to chad transformation i've ever seen it's a shame they it's really good it's a shame they couldn't give him the binding blade in melee because he fucking sucks in that game too he does actually have the binding blade in melee he's really? holding it okay then why doesn't yeah, it mulch he's just, he, uh because he's bad <laughs> and they made the and they made the 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 game he's from after melee yeah <laughs> he, he acts roy as a character is also just like kind of boring he's just kind of like a kid who, who's like, I must save the day. He's way cooler in Melee, where he's like kind of got this like cocksure, sort of like uh, rambunctious attitude to him. Just like in, especially in like Smash 4 and Ultimate, the way, just like the way he holds his sword just tells you so much about him. And the way he kind of like holds it like, uh, like hilt facing downward towards the ground. I was confusing myself because I was looking at the <laughs> webcam, uh, but but yeah, uh, Binding Blade itself, uh, I I like it. I think it's actually a pretty good game. I'd recommend it if you like GBA Fire Emblem and you haven't and you somehow somehow haven't played it yet. Uh, it definitely has some problems to it. It's heavily, it, it's very much simplified compared to the older Fire Emblem games, and uh, it has some pretty big problems like. Uh, like the way to get the true ending is so obnoxious like you have to go through so many hoops i won't go into it because i've been talking about this game for long enough but there's like same turn ambush spawns that can fuck you over uh the hit rates in general are just not that good compared to the other fire Emblem games so you're gonna miss a lot uh but yeah fire Emblem: the binding blade it's a big deal game because it uh it was a turning point in the series, and that is my essay on Fire Emblem. Very the cool. Blade. Fire uh, Emblem, no. the, the Binding Blade. Did you play this? What was that, Tabby? <laughs> uh, before you get into your thing. I was just going to uh, let you go. Because, oh, badass. Well, I just was, I was, I was, while you were talking about Fire Emblem, a game I don't care about, eh. um, I decided to look up, like, what happened to the people who made Tactics Ogre? Um, what happened? Turns out they went defunct 
April 1st, 2003. <laughs> it's within the news. Oh, damn. That's oh, sad. That's... This has kind of been like sad yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, sad stuff. Um, and Except you, for Binding Blade. It, so uh, what well. happened is, because looking into this, they released uh, Tactics Ogre Night of Lotus on the Game Boy Yo, Advance. I played that on my like old fucking... Um, on my old YouTube channel, which shall not be... You can find it, but I'm not going to tell you how. I have like a Let's Play like commentary in annotations that I made for oh, that game. Rip annotations. Yeah, well, the annotations... It wasn't like YouTube annotations. It was fucking annotations oh. that I put on the video. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, so I have that, and it was like I got three episodes in Knights of Lotus. Oh, I, I, I love that game. But yeah, what is um, the studio? You, you didn't mention their name. It's Quest. Quest. Who they were? They were dissolved into Square Enix, and then everybody they became the Final Fantasy Tactics Studio. Okay, so but Tactics had already come out. What about Tactics Advance and Tactics A Two? Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that talent was probably better put to use on something that people uh, like. They're like, oh yeah, um, fine. I like Final Fantasy. Look, Chocobo. <laughs> yeah, and then in uh, on the PSP, the creator, uh, what's his name, Matsuno. Uh, Yasumi Matsuno. Yeah, he came back to work on uh, on a freelance basis to work on the PSP version of Tactics Ogre, uh, the remake of it, and that's all that the company's done. He's he's also he also created. Uh, a scenario for Stormblood, Final Fantasy fourteen expansion. That's interesting. And uh, he's responsible for the Return to Evilise raid. Okay, did he? He also did Save the Queen, Blades of Gunhilder in Shadowbringers. So, like, you know, he's he's, he's still like he still plays a role. Yeah, in he's ba- screening. He's yeah. falling outrageous. L- looking. Oh, it's the oh 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 he, oh, he this is just the Evilise guy. He he just does all the evilly shit. Yeah, no the the um, fuck this guy. <laughs> this quest that the scenario he did in FF fourteen return to evilies is bullshit. And then uh, and then the Shadowbringer save the queen blades of a gunhilder is the like is how you get the best in slot weapon besides like the current raid gear. And it's such That's a good. dumb quest line that you have to do. <laughs> That's bad. I'm literally in progress of doing both of those right now, and I want to. Like slam my head against a wall. I'm happy okay, he's but doing he also well. worked on Mad World. The song? I I literally Mad World only exists in like a faint. That's a video game somebody made up, but there's cool music based off of it. Kind Did of you thing play this Mad World? It'll literally happen. never. Literally never. It's Platinum's first game. That's interesting. Oh, I had a sticker for Mad World. It just said "Caution, Mad World," and then it was That's on sick. it was on my dresser. I never played the game. I just had the sticker. I don't even know where I got it. Uh, you know, Mad World has the potential to be a good platinum game. Fucking Mad World. Because Kamiya didn't direct it. Fuck you. The God, that's, again, t- bad takes Tabby back at it again, think, hating Hideki Kamiya. Anyway, Mad World. I don't uh, hate Hideki the, Kamiya. The soundtrack needs to be on vinyl. Or mid. What about DMC1? Literally wrong. He may have been at a... Devil May Cry 1 is, like, good, right? And he Devil did May that. Cry. Resident Evil 2. I argue he hasn't made a bad game. Uh, I argue ev- almost every game he's made with Platinum is bad. Devil May Cry 2? 
Come on. He didn't work on that. He did. That was, uh, nope. that was technically no, 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 no. Itsuno. But he did work on it. He came back to help on it. Did he? I'm pretty sure. I don't think he did. I, I cause, hold on, because Kamiya Kamiya is allergic to is allergic to sequels. He only did Resident Evil Two because Mikami asked him to. All right, that one's not good. That one's good. Wasn't done by him. That one's good. It was done by him. That one was is good and wasn't done by him. Beautiful Joe Okami. Oh, okay. I thought Isuno like fucking screwed the pooch on DMC two, and they brought Kamiya back. No, like, help he was with it. Isuno is the they. We don't know who screwed the pooch on DMC two. <laughs> that's how bad. That's how bad he fucked up. No, right. But Isuno is the one who made it playable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Well, not you know. I, I thought yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I got the notion that Kamiya like came back. I think I was just like conflating the story with with Hideo Kojima and uh, uh, Metal Gear Rising with DMC two, and oh. I'm just like, yeah, that happened for that game too. <laughs> Kamiya didn't work on Revengeance though. Well, yeah, Kamiya, but Hopefully. like Platinum did. Yeah. Uh, I got a I got a copy of Devil May Cry signed by Kamiya at PAX before uh, we saw the room tour. We know before the end of the world. Well, sure. I, you know, any chance I get to talk about that, it's cool. It's a cool story. It is pretty cool. Also, Inaba um, uh, from Platinum also signed it too. Yeah. So the other the other thing that I was going to mention before this, um, I was digging through you know as we do uh, old IGN articles, trying to find the news of the past. I don't actually do that anymore. I get all my news from. A different Neo source. Seeker. No, not NeoSeeker. Uh, badass. I won't reveal my uh, sources. I'll be the IGN guy then. Um, so apparently back in 2012, um, the the uh, Microsoft had registered HaloInfinity.net. Oh, wow. What is that? And if you, if you go to the website, it redirects to Xbox.com. Um... Well, what's the new Halo game called? I don't know. What is the new Halo game called? It's called Halo Infinite. Oh. The new game's called Halo Infinite. <laughs> Sorry. So I just like, like, because this was back in 343, was like, would have like just taken over, I think. Yes. Yeah. So like, did Microsoft plan this out this far in advance to have Halo Infinity Multiplayer.com registered? No, I think I, I think Halo Infinite was probably just a name they had on the back burner for years, and they're finally using it. Yeah, I, I think that like if they were like if they had something called Halo Infinity, it was like like a prototype where they're like, this is like what we're doing for this, and then they like went on to make like Halo, and they're like, oh, you know, we'll call it Infinite, or maybe they looked back at that and was like, oh, that that was pre- a pretty all right name, we'll call it Infinite. I don't. Yeah, companies think will also just like sit on domain names. Yeah, of just yeah. like random shit. I I I don't. I'm I'm not gonna buy into the fact that they're like, how? What year was this? Two thousand and what? Two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. It is interesting though. It's pretty cool. It's a it, it's a neat coincidence at worst, and at best, it's uh, yeah. uh it's groundbreaking. It's shattering. <laughs> the whole Phil Spencer is taking over the. World. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. What, what's your uh, what's yeah. your news though? Oh wait, that was your news. <laughs> that literally was the mu- news. Oops. Uh, okay. Oh, my lord. 
Hey, so we know about Twitch streamers, right? Oh, Unfortunately. Who's your favorite Twitch streamer? Mine's Amaranth. That's not true, actually, but... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the lady who spit vodka into her cat's mouth? No, that's, no. Uh, that, that was Alinity, right? Alinity, yeah. Amaranth is currently doing a hot tub stream, though. That's pretty poggers. Anyway, uh... Mine's the girl from that Call of Duty montage video. Oh, you know yeah, that Yeah, no, that's so good. Uh, okay, so... My favorite is Ludwig. Ludwig's pretty cool. I'm a Ludbud. Yeah. Lud redacted. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... I don't know when it started. It was probably around the time that this happened. But April 1st, 2014, April Fool's Day... Game is released by the name of Goat Simulator, and I I don't I want to track like the the birth of like streamer bait because this game is like very. I think this is it. This is the primordial soup of. Streamer I think bait. if it's not well, this wasn't if it's this wasn't streamer bait at the time. This was let's play channel bait. That's true. Yeah, she's this right. Was, because because this was like peak of um. Of like the Rooster Teeth Achievement Hunter stuff. Of like, uh, I don't know if Game Grumps played this, but they probably did. Like, I um they did. fucking Markiplier, uh, the, uh, the that like core of audience. This is like that game that I feel like really spurred up from. from and th- those this people. is this is like I mean when when I call something streamer bait, like this is like even if it was like aimed at someone who's not a streamer, it's like the the content creators rather than the streamers. It's still like what we know as streamer bait today, right? So 2014 Goat Simulator comes out. It's not an interesting like it's not like I don't know. It doesn't have like a lot going for it except for the fact that it's like. Like random, oh, so funny! It's like random, and like Markiplier can like be like, "Uh, uh look, the, the 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 goat does the thing. He takes the ball from the man, and the man can't get the ball or the phone." You know, see, and I, my I feel like this is game like coming out. <laughs> I'm getting. I, I I'm just I I'm just remembering. I'm just having memories from when this game came out and going on V and just seeing the relentless hatred for it. Well, because being just existing. Here's the thing. Goat Simulator, I don't feel. Goat Simulator. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't think Goat Simulator would have. I don't think it would have like even floated. I think that game would have like sunk like a fucking rock if it weren't for like the marketing of like, like the, the, uh, the influencers, right? That with that this game never of... gets successful today. Well, uh, there was also like Untitled I, Goose I think game. It, it. Untitled Goose Game is like competently made though. The True. whole thing with Goat Simulator is that it's like Unity trash. Yeah, and it's funny. So the the thing is, is I also because um, I remember this being a big thing in the um, in the montage parody scene, which I was a part of around this time, of uh, like Forklift Simulator. And that kind of stuff being a joke. Sure. And I definitely think that helped it because it uses the same font as all as, you know, Train Simulator 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But those games um, are like, I mean, the thing, they're like actual Sims, like Goat Simulators. Like, what? What is there to simulate? Yeah. 
yeah, but 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 it's it's making fun of those simulator games, which which that was a very like popular joke. Yeah. So that plus being streamer bait and all that, I think really yeah helps. It. No, that game was like really just like bad. Like I just I don't really like ragging on games because I think that like I I think that like there there's no developer on earth for a video game who is like setting out to make a bad game. But like, goddamn, does it feel like they were setting out to make a bad game? Yeah, I was um, because I, I was thinking, whatever I think of of Goat Sim, I also think of Octodad for some reason. Nope, nope, that's very uh, they kind of go hand in hand. But but I feel like Octodad at least has more going for it. Sure, yeah, because because when I like you know. Back in whatever year, because I think they released around the same time, 2013, 2014, something like that. Um, like, Octodad, you could play without knowing it was, like, a streamer bait game and still, like, enjoy the three hours it takes to beat that game. There's, like, a plot and, like, a like a, a goal and in Octodad. The gimmick is fun and it's, it's stay, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome versus Goat Simulator, which is, like the whole open world thing. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I literally I, don't actually know anything about the game. I just think it's interesting to talk about and like, uh, like look back on where the streamer bait has, has, has gone, you know? Cause like, it's like you talk think, about a streamer bait game. Now you're thinking of like fall guys. You're like, yeah, that's streamer getting bait. Over getting over it. Like these, and these Jump are like, King. These are like these are competently made games. Very good games, yes. Like very well made games, and they're not like. And it's just like you you kind of have Goat Simulator to thank for it, unfortunately. Hey, let's not forget about I Am Bread, okay? I Am Bread. Hold oh, on, that sounds familiar. Oh, what is that? That's that's a blast from the past. It's a game where you play as a piece of bread. Bread. Um, what about what about like? The original Slenderman game. I feel like that was like that's not streamer no. bait. That's just an indie that was like really popular. Eh. Listen, there, there I, there's Supposedly a difference. There's a difference between a game that like gets popular because no. oh my god, yeah, developers of Goat Simulator. Want to guess what game they made? Want to guess what they went on to make? Uh, hold um, up. What is it? You could probably guess it. It's not a. It's not an unpopular game. Among Us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, who no, Bossa me, Studios? No, uh, don't look it up. I'm already looking it up. It's too late. The. They made Iron Bread. <laughs> Is that the answer? Is that what you're gonna say? No. Oh. Come on, Tabby. I, I don't Hurry know. up and guess. I, um. Um. I give up. Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> Valheim. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's on their website. Satisfactory is too. This this must be a publishing. It says all right, all right, all right it says both develop and publish games. So which games did they make? Games did they develop. actually make no. Deep Rock Galactic. They, no ma- way. they made Early Access Satisfactory. They made Goat Simulator. They made Sanctum 2, Sanctum, no. and I love Strawberries. Yeah. They, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ghost Ship Games did. 
uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, no, all these games, Valheim. Yeah, no, these guys just got a pile of money and started publishing games. They they did not go on to make yeah. good- that's psycho shit. How the fuck do you make that much money off Goat Simulator? Well, Goat Simulator probably cost I don't know thirty bucks to make, and it kind of makes me a little mad. <laughs> let me let me go to let me. That let me makes me charts. angry. They were just in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. Like it's so, it's just a matter of that. That's actually but, less than I thought. Uh, Goat Sim had an all-time peak of ten thousand. Yeah, players on Steam. Yeah. But I, I remember they released a lot of DLC for it. They had console releases. Yeah. It was people were buying that game for sure. Uh, but anyway, I want to go back to what I was saying. Like the difference between something like Goat Simulator and something like Slender is like Slender wasn't like specifically marketed at Markiplier. Like it's it's a game that was like an indie horror game that somebody was making. They're like, you know, this is really cool. I'm going to make this. And then it picked up. That's a fucking underdog story. That's based. All right. Streamer bait games. Not so much an underdog story. Not so based. A little cringe. Actually, either. Among Us is more like Slender than it is Go Simulator. Because it was a game that was made a very yeah. long time ago that just caught public eye. Uh, that like streamers started it was picking made 2018, up. Twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, no, yep. it was it was this best game of twenty twenty. By the way, it was part of a um, <laughs> it was it was like a game jam, right? Yeah, it was part of like a game bundle in like I don't yeah I don't know if it was a game jam game, but they had like a game bundle that they did on Humble, and people got that because people buy Humble and they're like, hey, what's this Among Us thing? And then it just fucking blew up, <laughs> <laughs> like like the. Like like Griffith holding the baylet. What's this Among Us thing? Yeah, no, like Among Just Us the is... blood starts trickling down onto it, <laughs> and the full moon, and then all of a sudden, Among Us is like the physical representation of a diamond in the rough, dude. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think out of most indie devs, the the Among Us guys, they 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 deserve they it. Deserve it. They, deserve they seemed very. They it was very cute when they won the award at the at the game awards and they were just like it's just the three of them like chilling in their like apartment well they're also the they're the henry stickman guys yeah well that it was it was it was the henry stickman collection like that's what it was yeah that's it was a henry stickman collection and it was released on humble bundle bundle the the new the new map which i actually think released today um uh is is a a henry stickman map it's on the plane Pretty cool. I don't know anything about Henry Stickman. I just know like why this game blew up because it interests me. Uh, it was uh, an old Flash game. Yeah, it was like an old. It was an old like uh, Dragon's Lair s Flash game where you you picked what this guy would do, and you progress further if you pick the right thing. And you know, there's like comedic you know images or yeah, you it's uh, it's it's, fla- it's funny Flash game. I have. Breaking news? Like breaking uh, old news? <laughs> breaking news as of four minutes ago. Oh well, I mean that—that's technically on the second of April, so you can't put it in. It's true. Uh, I'll have you know, it's still the first for me. Listen, I'm I'm um, trying to break my eyelids and go to sleep. What what is it? So, uh, the near Twitter account just posted an image of. Uh, presumably playable characters 
or uh, in or story relevant characters for the near replicant uh, release that's in a couple days or is two weeks. There? No, but Papa Near is. Oh, that's cool. People like him. Yeah, but why is he here? I don't know. Maybe they put in a Gestalt mode. I mean, I hope because Gestalt is the better version of the game, but it's the one you played. No, I think it's legitimately better because I think the the the, the father daughter story versus the brother sister story is better. Listen, dude, if I want a father daughter story, I'm just gonna play The Last of Us. So it's called um, brother sister. Sister, sister. Fu- Do you know that guy? Did you know, like? I'm trying not to get, like go super off topic, but that guy's making a movie. Like he's trying to crowdfund it. I'm gonna watch it. What is it? Because he also uh, did that uh, that Baphomet sketch. Sketch. Oh, you're talking about no Bowser. Yeah, Bowser. Bowser Vids. I love that guy. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. Notice me. Notice me. Uh, Notice me. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me... so funny. Yeah, on onyxthemovie.com. Let me go to that website. Yeah, it's a kick. Oh, it's got nine hours left to go. Um, so he, it's too late by the time you're hearing this. He made a. But it, it's made its goal. He made a. He made a fucking indie film. Uh, that was completely shot in first person, and it was pretty cool. I think it was called Worm. Oh, he made his goal. That's good. The weird yeah, Satanist guy is making a yeah. feature film. Yeah. Onyx, the fortuitous, and the talisman of souls. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this um, guy's really cool. No, he's like a really good filmmaker. Um, and, you know, support him. Is that all for news? I mean, I think uh, that's it. That's, I think that's hey. it. Play me out, Scotty. Uh, Scotty <laughs> the Waz. Scotty the Wazzy. Is the is the Scott the Waz theme all, like, is that from something or is it's, that original music? It's from 3D Dot Game Heroes. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Uh, well, first of all, he credits it in the earlier videos and description. Second of all, I've played 3D Dot Game Heroes. Okay. From Software Classic. Also made by Silicon Studio, I think. Like Cookie and Cream? Yeah, like Cookie and Cream, except I've actually played 3D Dot Game Heroes. It's a cool <laughs> game. They should actually they, they should re-release it. They should re-release 3D Dot Game Heroes because it's kind of ahead of its time in a lot of ways. So apparently, this uh, apparently the, the the Onyx movie is it's, it's going to be like Gremlins. Uh, stop! I, I can only give him so much money. Okay, we're done. Play me out. Are we? Is that, is that, that enough? That we were, you can you can do the fade out when I'm talking about 3D Dot Game Heroes. Yeah, but you have to right say now, good. Guess you have you to say goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Oh, I thought we were doing the fade out. We goodbye. do the fade out. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for watching. Journalism not guaranteed. Maybe one day we'll. Get this show under two hours. Don't count on Never. It, no. It's really not going to happen. <laughs> I just don't get it. How do we keep talking for so long? Because we have funny side tangents that your sister tells us are cool. We're so 